Jorge, I told you there was a, a bit of a live component, so uh, please don't get, uh, uh, how do I say it, uh, overwhelmed with the, the guests on the show. We don't have just random people hopping in here. These guys are sort of regulars okay. on the show, uh, and they're okay. allowed to, to sort of ask questions and stuff, but, you know, hopefully I'll be okay. the primary cool. interviewer, and uh, welcome to the show. It's great to see you. Well, good morning. Cool. Live from Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, it's like fucking early here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm awake. Yeah. So how's everybody here? Oh, doing well. It was a lovely day here in Portland. I was thinking about you today. I was driving around. I went to a grocery store really quickly and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to talk to Jorge today. Yeah, how long has it been since you've been in Portland? Or uh, you, you might travel here, but how long? Like, yeah. Actually, a question in the chat was when did you start growing? I guess that that's as good a question as any. When Was it back here in Oregon way back when? Yeah, I started, I started in like, um, when was it? 80s, like 80s, 70s, late 70s, early 80s. There was first there was uh, Portland Halide on uh, uh, like 50th or something. A division, division it was on Division Street. They put a halide light in the in the window, and you could see it for it was like a traffic hazard. Hmm. And then all of those guys were kind of like uh, crazy tough guys, you know. And then later. It was, and there's a lot of bikers that were dealing with shit too, you know what I mean? They were into it, and a bunch of my friends. And then uh, later there was uh, Halide of Oregon, yeah, Halide of Oregon, which turned into um, what was American Agriculture. It's there on, should be on 92nd and start still. And before it, you, when they started, it used to be out in Clackamas. Yeah. But that was, I don't know, late, early 80s, maybe late 70s. I can't can't remember for sure. I don't recognize hardly any of those anymore. I guess I haven't been oh, yeah. to 92nd no, and no. Stark. I can't visualize. 92nd and Stark, yeah, that was a big one. That was American Agriculture. That's uh, Rick Martin. Because a bunch of places have have uh, closed. Uh, oh, sorry, a bunch of places have closed down. Uh, Evergreen and a few other different places. Let's see here. Uh, I guess it's not important to look up all these different stores in Portland, but it's just been really interesting to see them uh, come and go. What was it like yeah. to? We were talking about this, I guess, before the show about how for us, I guess we were kind of babbling about it. Bud Kilowatt and I were talking about it a little bit. Like it was a very different animal to have a grocery store and to to be a public, to be any kind of a public face for 
growing back then as opposed to now, right? There's there's no consequences to owning a, a grocery store now. Yeah, I mean, it's, we've got taxes to pay. That's about it. Mm. Employee disputes, but you don't have any of the legal problems. You know, you're not going to be roped into a, a a racketeering charge. You know, a RICO charge, a conspiracy charge to cultivate. But yeah, yeah, it was completely different back then. Highway 205 is where, uh, what we call it, the Halide Corridor. Yeah, because everything was centered around Halide lights and stuff. You know, it was completely different. The LEDs were, you know, for um, for your computer. They were done like... We've been talking about things. this, and actually I think Bud Kilowatt made this insight the other day, I, but I don't know if you're the first person to think of this or if you heard it from somebody else, but he mentioned that some of these biggest companies now that have gotten these crazy big buyouts and that have actually become these big corporations, like Hawthorne basically is incorporated, I guess, in Vancouver where Sun Systems used to be. And Bud Kilowatt yeah. was saying that that was basically... Uh, hood profits, right? It's that when you when you hear that, you think you're hood talking profit, about something. I don't know yeah. what, what, well, for hood light profit. hoods, basically. For light, yeah, exactly. When the first time I heard Bud say that, I was like, "What do you mean hood profit? Like the neighborhood?" No, no, no. He basically meant like light hoods, like basically the profits on lights, essentially on on halides. Basically, I guess you were just talking about it. So Sun Systems is one of these biggest air companies. Cool, air cooled hoods, the old, yeah. the old blockbuster double XL hoods before you know. Oh really? Yeah, just saying a lot of money was made off the hoods. Yeah, there there was a lot of a lot that went in there. Actually, it's kind of kind of interesting. All I, I started all that shit actually, because um, I was going over to uh, the Netherlands uh, early on. I spent a lot of time over there, and I became good friends with a lot of people there. Still, still friends, uh, the ones that are still alive, and. Um, Everybody had the horizontal lights there, and they were using the sodiums instead of the halides. They didn't have the vertical lights, they had sodium or horizontal lights. And just by turning the arc tube uh, uh, 90 degrees, half of the light's direct. Half is direct, and you only have to, to, to reflect half of the light, see? So it's like really simple. Mm. You, put the, uh, the, you put the arc tube like this or the light bulb like this, and every, all of the light that comes off is... Uh, must be reflected or it's lost. So it's not nearly as efficient. It's, it's, in fact, you pick up like about 40% more light just by turning it like that. So um, after that, after that, everything kind of started. Uh, that was the first thing. At first, uh, a lot of people were really angry about it. Um, I remember I talked to the owner of Hydro Farm and uh, he said, but now it's a company owned co uh, store or wholesaler, and he said he was really angry because all of their old uh, light hoods weren't, weren't worth anything anymore because mm -hmm. people knew there was a better way. I said, well, I, 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 I did my homework, and you didn't, so it's not my problem. It's your problem, right? And so that didn't go over really well. It's kind of like not the thing to say at the time, but so what? Um, anyway, yeah, then they started doing all this stuff about Air cooling, water cooling. There was some water cooled ones. Uh, they put uh, a UVB uh, uh, filter on it with the glass uh, for heat and stuff. But it cut it cut light transmission. And then later, my buddy uh, Paul Kronk from Australia, he came up with the adjust a wing 
or the adjust a shade, I think they call it in America. Or no, adjust a wing in America, and it's adjust a shade in in Oz. Yeah. I and people that still swear by those till till today. Oh yeah, they're really good. They're really good. He did his homework. It, 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 Paul's real smart. He got a he got a, a background in engineering, and um, yeah, he did tons of tests and everything. But that was early on stuff. He kept both ends open, and then they blow a fan from one end to the other, and it it uh, circulate the air through. Uh, but they worked really well. There was a bit of a hot spot in the middle. They put a deflector in the middle. Uh, most people didn't use that. They had trouble with the deflector. Well, see, here's the arc tube. The deflector had to be like even with the arc tube, and that was the hard part to keep it even, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, that and that was old basic light technology. You know, we got most of that information from uh, well, all my most all of my information came from street lights. I knew all that's that's all they have was street lights. There was that guy over there in Netherlands. Um, what was his name? His Belgian guy. There was Jack Poot that started PL Lighting. And then, and they sold the company, have a, or maybe it's the same name. I, I can't remember. Jack Poot, this little, little short guy. Kind of weird to see a short Dutch guy. And then he, uh, he got this biz, uh, uh, engineer from Belgium who put all of the street lighting together because to, he was the best lighting engineer that he knew in Europe, right? So he gets this guy and the guy figures out all this stuff, but he doesn't come from the horticulture. And I can't remember his name, some big, like a French Flemish name. It was like, started with an L about 12 letters long. I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but he, uh, he came from the streetlights, you know, and highways. He he put all the. He was the head engineer for the for the for the lighting lighting system for the the highways in Belgium, and uh, so he wasn't like a real expert. At this he knew you know how to get light onto a surface, but he didn't know so much about plants. Now we got way smarter guys and way you know more specific education and stuff, and they're way better. Yeah. But that's that's been kind of a a, a big deal. It's really the Dutch that that pioneered all of that stuff. You've really seen the the technology. Thanks, Steve, for reminding me to change the name of the show. Uh, but before I do that, I guess I was going to say uh, you've seen the technology change. <coughs> completely really it, it must be kind of stunning yeah. i mean uh, uh, you i mean you're not far away from candles when you're talking about like street lights because we've heard of that kind of stuff and there were people in the 60s and 70s i guess growing indoors with street lights and then they went to the halides and now it's yeah. full-on leds there's always these you know new technologies that promise but realistically i guess we're, we're at leds right now which is still a completely different thing what's it like basically flora you can ask a question go for it bud I was going to add to that, you know, because the street light, like, he had to have a fucking ballast. You couldn't just plug the sucker in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, and that was kind of a, like, a yeah, that shit was heavy, thing. heavy, heavy, heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was, the, well, they called it a core, of, you know, all those plates uh, wired together, well, with a, a core in it, a, a core that's wrapped around them. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. But yeah, well, you thinking, okay. You say street lights. I mean, here's here's one. Here's a funny story. A friend of mine, I, I don't know. I won't say his name right now. He's really important guys. <laughs> uh, he owns a very big store or a very big uh, company here in Spain. 
But I went over to visit him like a long time ago when he was still like a crazy fucker. He still lived pretty crazy. But um, uh, we, I go over and we, after a party, we walk over to his house and it's like about an hour. It took forever to get out there. And I go, where's your house? And he goes, oh, you'll figure it out when we get there. And so we're in the city. We're in down in Valencia, right? The city south of here. And <laughs> we get there. And we go, get to his, his building, you know, because everything's like five, six-story buildings. And, and, and his building is the only one. There's no street lights in front of the house, in front of the building. So what he's done is he's <laughs> stolen all of the street lights in front of his building and put them in a grow room in his, <laughs> in his apartment. And he took, uh, well, here they call them 20 liters, but they're a five-gallon container. He got some steel five-gallon containers, cut them in half, and that's why he makes these uh, reflectors out of. Yeah, and those I mean, steel containers. I'm always telling no, Smash no on the show. Anything, they were more efficient than the old horizontal or vertical reflectors. There's yeah. a certain kind of magic to that. I'm always telling Smash here on the show because he has uh, problems with uh, heat in the winter time, and I'm like, "Well, just plug in more lights." <laughs> so your friend yeah. is just like, "Well, I just I needed more lights. There's street lights outside. I don't see a problem. I, I freaking I like it." Uh, yeah, Jorge. What are some of your? Uh, I guess we don't have to say. Um, oh, it's a broad question. That I think about it. What are some of your favorite strains over time? Also, because for, you know, a lot of us here on the panel are really into growing and breeding cannabis and stuff. So we we oh, yeah, we, we yeah. know what you mean about the lighting and everything else. What are some of these, <laughs> the favorite strains? I'm smoking Acapulco Gold right now. Actually, I thought that would be a fun accompaniment to the to the channel or to the show. Have your tastes changed over time, or have you smoked kind of the same stuff for all these years? Or what, yeah, what's it been? Um, I've been smoking the same stuff for a long time. The haze, uh, Northern Lights Five Cross, because uh, I know those you know really well. And I'm an old guy, like uh, you know, like most of the other guys, like most of the other faces I see here. So I like the old shits, you know, the the hazes, the sativas. I remember those. Um, I smoked a lot of Mexican, you know, I, I went to University of Mexico, so I sm smoked a lot of Mexican dough. Mm. Um, but really, that's, that's a favorite. There's a lot of new stuff that comes up. But uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm glad you brought these varieties up because, or strains people call them, uh, uh, because uh, there's very little deviation in the, in the gene pool. Mm. Um, you know, you got that company there in Portland, uh, uh, Philo's Bioscience, mm. they've got the galaxy there. And there's a ton of information, regardless of how you think about Philo's Bioscience, there's a ton of information there. And you can see that there's like, you know, a dozen, maybe 20 different uh, base varieties, and there's major devi or there's just deviations from mm. that. So um, what we need is more uh, uh, genetic diversity. There's a guy, um, I've been uh, communicating with him. There's several people on LinkedIn. Um, this guy, uh, Landrace Warden. This guy is over there in, uh, uh, I think he's in Pakistan. Um, anyway, he's got, he's over there right on the, like, that, that's a really important area, Pakistan, because there's a ton of shit that, that, that came from there. But the gene pool is quite different over there, and there's a lot of plants that, that really haven't entered into our gene pool very strong, uh, or not at all. And um, 
yeah, that's guys like that are really going to change stuff. Uh, and then also there's, um, uh, when you look at it, there's not a lot of stability. Everybody's into this pheno hunting, which is fine, but, uh, it, it's, you're always grasping for the, for the next best thing, the next best thing. You're always chasing, but see, when you know the genes that are in a plant, you know, if there's like a bunch of recessive genes in there. And the friggin' recessive genes, they don't come out until about like, well, they can come up uh, out as, le as or, or manifest themselves or show, show up where you can see them uh, as late as five generations afterwards. You know, so they, can, they can be buried in there, right? So that's not too cool. Um, and then as far as uh, 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 disease and pest resistance, you got to know what's in the plant so you can able, so you're able to breed it. And then, and then what else? And there's just a lot of stuff. And it's the kind of thing that bothers me a lot about America is people don't do genetic studies so much there. They, uh, I mean, big places too. They, they really don't. And they really should because that tells you what's in the plant. But, okay, you've got recessive genes, for example, and then you've got disease and, and pest resistance. And then you've got uh, other major characteristics like, um, oh, what? the size of the root system, for example, uh, the, whether it's autoflower. Autoflowering is a good characteristic because the autoflowering is only controlled, I mean, they're uh, by a couple of genes. So you can put those autoflowering genes in pretty much any, any other plant, any, anyone that's growing, but you have to know the, <laughs> what, what, what the other gen, the, the whole genetic profile of the plant so you won't be putting a, a, a recessive genes with recessive genes and which recessive genes aren't always bad but when they have a, a, a inferior characteristic they can be bad like um you know what a recessive gene for for uh, uh heat tolerance okay that's good because because you know you know you can only grow it in this certain certain climate there's yeah, there's there's a lot lot more stuff, and it's quite a bit more complex than than people give it credit for. Because I've been to a bunch of well, several, not a bunch, two, three, three, four different uh, scientific places, labs. Where this is one of the. I wonder what your opinion on uh, of uh, feminized breeding is, because it's one of our discussions on this show. Sometimes uh, Flora and I sometimes talk about that we are a little bit paranoid about, let's say, some recessive trait popping up several generations from now maybe when it's even out of our hands and then that basically being traced back to our work let's say not using a proper mail that, that just you know i guess that's an unrelated issue yeah. but i don't know how do you feel about that basically does that well, is that the kind of logic just, that uh, go ahead yeah 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 well i mean you know you just say you didn't do it every nobody takes people take credit for stuff that works and people don't take credit for right. things that don't so you blame it on somebody else that's usually what happens in this arena True. uh usually what happens in the world but uh, uh, yeah, see, the thing is, if you don't have a, a genetic profile, if you don't know, because they've, they've uh, uh, deciphered most of the genes in uh, cannabis now, or many of them, not, not all of them, but many of them. So you, there's, there's a lot of things we know now. And uh, not everything's in, well, there's quite a bit in public domain. Um, 
but that should be a concern about all plants, not just feminized plants. Recessive genes, they, that, I mean, that's across the board. That's a consistent uh, characteristic to, you know, that'll show up anywhere. It doesn't have to be just feminized. People do fem, because see, feminized plants are, they're, they're real simple. They came from, um, well, you guys have had seedless watermelon, for example. That's a big one. Seedless, uh, what do they call them? Uh, burpless, burpless uh, cucumbers. I think those were the, the first seedless ones. And they, they're like from, I don't know, 30s, 50s. I, I really can't remember right now. But it's just a seedless plant. That's it. Just seedless. And there's a bunch of ways. Now they're doing it genetically. Uh, I saw... Polyploidy. Saw a couple of things um, where they can do that. But it's just, it's just a seedless plant. So it's asexual plant. Um, yeah, that's, that's not such rocket science. In fact, in fact, the, it happened, the first, uh, what do they call those? The first, um, first plant that was feminized, I think the first time they did that was in the late 70s, first experiment that I found, yeah. And then nobody really, they, they, nobody really cared about it. And then there was a couple of guys, there was a, kind of a crazy guy from, no mercy seeds. That's right. Dutch guy. I'm a crazy guy. Yeah. And then uh, he, he popularized it in Amsterdam. Sorry, and then, on the name, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And then, and then Hank, Hank Van Dalen from, um, from uh, Dutch Passion Seeds. He got a hold of that and he made it a lot more popular. He's the one that really really did a lot with it. It's yeah, often, but feminized seeds, like I say, recessive genes are there. They're everywhere. And of course, the reality of it is that the, the market, I think, wants those feminized seeds. So, I mean, it's not like they're oh, yeah, sure. or something, you know, I don't know. I was going to say that there is this, uh, I don't know, people like to divide themselves more than unite themselves for some strange reason. And there's often this discussion between American and Dutch breeding. Uh, I guess they've occupied the forefront at different times, and now maybe they'll <laughs> yeah, occupy yeah. both. I don't know. Is there no, a divide? everybody is there, went to Netherlands. Ahead. Everybody went to Netherlands years ago because that's the only place you could go and the only place you could be public. But, yeah, there's and a lot of, like, uh, Dave Watson went there. Who was there? Neville was there. Some Aussie guys went there. Uh, Neville Schoenmacher, he started Seed Bank. He was there. Uh, Keys, well, his name was Keys. His actual name's Carol from Super Sativa Seed Club. He's, he's there, he's a, but he's a Dutch guy. Other guys moved. Uh, some Italian guys moved up there. But mainly it was like American and Dutch guys that really made a difference. Rob, Rob Clark still lives there. He's got a, he's got a house over there on one wall street, one wall street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but those guys, yeah, that was the only place you could. And, um, yeah. And Neville, Neville was probably the biggest force early on. And then there's also Bernard, Bernard Broning. He's a Dutch guy. He started Lowland Seed Company. He was really the first commercial breeder there. There's other guys doing small stuff. 
But yeah, they were way ahead because it, it's a big uh, uh, greenhouse intensive agriculture um, country. <coughs> yeah. Do you think they're ahead now? Or do you think that one side has the, the advantage? No. No? No, no. They're, they're, uh, they've got that... Uh, oh. Then it, uh, oh, I can't, how do you say it? Uh, the Wingerton, I want to call it Wingerton. It's not the big university there. I forget the name, the agricultural one. That's making discoveries. But basically, uh, they haven't been putting so much energy into cannabis as the other countries. It's a smaller country, you know, 18 million people live there. And uh, they don't have a big advantage now. Um, America's got a big advantage because you can grow thousands of plants to make selections. Isn't Israel and, doing a lot of stuff too? Israel is too, yeah. Uh, Israel? Yeah. Israel's real interesting because um, they didn't really start doing anything with cannabis. You know, I mean, the famous researchers came from there, the, like Meshulam and, and his partner, Oh, I forget his name too. Uh, but anyway, as far as medicinal cannabis and stuff, it started about maybe 15 <clears throat> years ago. Um, but but correct me if I'm no. wrong. Back in the Netherlands era, they those weren't like licensed legal grows in in the no area. no everything they, was they, uh, undercover still. Yeah yeah right? yeah everything's yeah. illegal. Everything was yeah. illegal. And a lot of those guys were growing in town or really close to town to 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 Amsterdam, uh, because the the outlying areas uh, are they're a lot more they're quite conservative. Dutch guys are, in general are pretty conservative, except in the cities, you know, in the two the, the big cities, Amsterdam and and, and Rotterdam. Um, but yeah, they were on top of the heap. Everybody went there. Uh, that was the the best place because you could do stuff openly. You could talk about things and stuff. And, um, yeah, for example, Neville, I used to hang out over at the, the Cannabis Castle over there in Nijmegen. And um, it's on the other side. It's like five. It's really close to the German border uh, on the Wall River. And I remember when it'd be like the equivalent of the DEA, they would sit, they would come every day and sit out there in the car and watch them, watch Neville. They did that for, oh, about a couple months. Um, yeah, but everything was illegal. It was, it was legal. It was legal to grow cuttings and seedlings because they didn't have enough THC in them. And that's all that they controlled for. But once the plants got bigger into flowering stage, they, they couldn't sell them. So that's one of the reasons that clones got really big as well clones but seeds have always been that makes a little bit more sense now that you mention it uh mila was on the show probably over a year ago now and she was talking about how they had to have a bunch of greenhouses (laughs) and they would let the plants grow big and i don't she actually changed the the subject at that point because she started talking about the greenhouses and how they would get raided and sometimes one greenhouse would just get raided and they'd be like all right well we're just going to the next one like she i think she said she was riding her bike one time to a greenhouse but she was dressed so nicely that the cops were just like 
run along, little girl, or whatever. And she just yeah, passed yeah. by the greenhouse as it was getting raided. And she's like, damn it, that one's a, another loss. Uh, it makes more sense, though, now why she was explaining, like, these huge plants or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess you would just, uh, yeah, you would get as many greenhouses as you can, just fill them all with veg plants and see which one doesn't get raided, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of things that can happen from... You know, you never, you never really know. So that insurance is really a good deal. Yeah, uh, but all of, pretty much everything centered there in in Netherlands, and after a while, all the the dopes start tasting the same. You know, because they would cross this with right. that, and there's all the uh, uh, controversy about who owned what and who took what from who, and but nobody really knew, and everybody basically made stuff up. You know. Uh, made stuff up. That's part of it, right? That's, that's one of the, you know, we who basically like to mess with the cannabis genetics a little bit now have this kind of uh, somewhat parallel problems where a lot of the, and I've struggled with this uh, quite a bit, where a lot of the names, literally sometimes from the breeder themselves, you get the name wrong. People, Some people on the panel know what I'm talking about. Uh, the names are wrong. Uh, the the, the the populations are bottlenecked already. Yeah. It's like kind of a but dog's balls of this of era that I think he's describing. He listed a lot of the people. There was only like a dozen or less than twenty players right. in the in right. the whole yeah. uh, thing. Like, yeah, you know, today that's you hundreds. know so yeah. out of thousands. thousands, thousands, hundreds, maybe hundreds of thousands. Wow. Everybody's an expert. But at that point in time, yeah, that that. There was like this handful of characters, like yeah, like he describes. Right. There, you know, we know some of them, but you know, from different part parts of the world came there to, yeah, you know, do their thing. Yeah, there was Dave Watson. There was uh, 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 Rob Clark. There's Neville Schoenmacher. All those guys, and and let's see, Neville. His background came from uh, he he was. Uh, he came from uh, Australia, from Perth, from West Coast Australia. And across the street, when he was growing up from his house, uh, there was this guy in a wheelchair that had uh, uh, a whole basement full of uh, canaries. He had like a couple hundred canaries, and he was breeding canaries. And Neville would hang out with him a lot because he's, Neville was, re was really smart guy. A lot of, lot of fun, kind of a kind of. Like tough guy, but hard guy, but fun guy to hang out with because he's so smart. And so he picked up a, and read tons. He's a voracious reader on, about uh, breeding. So he learned tons about breeding from this guy, uh, from his neighbor. And then he applied it to, to cannabis plants when he got to Netherlands. He got, he, he had legal trouble in, in Australia and had to leave the country. Um, yeah. And then, uh, uh, Rob Clark, he was he had a, well he has an education in in plant science, and also a master's degree in botany, and then Dave Watts and him Dave and 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 Rob are like really good friends or they they have been for years, and he's more uh, uh, self taught, but he he knows tons of stuff and these guys they were kind of like the the base the core. The, the core of information there. And then there was, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Bernard, but he wasn't so scientific. He's more like of a, a, a hippie guy that wanted to share everything. And um, 
He had his science down okay, but not great. He wasn't so concerned with that as he was disseminating plants. And then there were several other people that didn't, didn't, oh yeah, and then there was Carol, Carol that had super sativa seed clump. <coughs> but those guys were like right at first, the beginning. And there could be some Dutch guys that I didn't know, that I didn't mention because I really didn't know them back then. And then later there was uh, a couple other guys, important guys, two different people. They were, both of them were like high school science teachers. Uh, Simon from Sirius Seeds and Hank from Dutch Passion. They were, they have a science background, but like undergraduate degrees, but they're smart guys and they know scientific principles. And um, then more people started coming after that. But basically, a lot of a lot of cowboys and people that talked loud, you know. And then the Canadians started showing up, and everybody's the guy with the biggest balls that talks the loudest is the one that dominates. That's the guy I like the deal. I mean, if it's Canadians, it's probably whichever one can ride the goose the best, or which what is it? D is it whichever one eats biggest, the poutine the fastest? How do you how do you guys biggest, establish diamond? Biggest diamonds? hockey. Biggest hockey stick. I gotcha. Biggest Somehow, hockey stick. Somehow, uh, that description brought up the, the memory of that Star Wars bar scene, like uh, from like the original movie. Oh, yeah, that was pretty great when all the freakies were in there. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's what, that's what this here. The cantina. The way you describe all the characters. <laughs> You know? It's, but it's got to be a little bit surreal or strange, or how is it? I guess it's a strange kind of experience for a lot of us to listen to these names of people that you know, and for us, yeah. you know, uh, Florinux was just telling me in the private chat, like these are all legends that he's talking about, and it's really quite oh, yeah. interesting because a lot of these guys have elevated to the status of legends. You know, like uh, uh, anybody who knows any fucking thing about cannabis has read the uh, Robert Clark book. Uh, yeah, uh, we yeah. all know about uh, uh, Skunkman Sam on and on and on we know all these people basically right uh yeah. d has talked about a million different times watching the um why can't i think of their fucking names but the 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 franco and and simon with the fuck the, oh, the franco. strain franco. hunters strain hunters uh um, yeah Ari, Ariane. there we go sorry uh Ryan, it's interesting Ryan, yeah. knowing all these people as friends and yet also other people kind of consider them as legends uh what yeah. what is it like having basically grown some of up them, some of these other guys consider themselves legends too that's it absolutely <laughs> right i mean what is it like basically being kind of and the you know if there's like a mount rushmore for weed you know like you're probably among those faces honestly you know yeah, all of you guys yeah. basically up there neville and everybody yeah. and for example you've taught i, I don't even know you, you were talking about hundreds of thousands thousands of breeders well probably most of those guys picked up one of your books over the, the years and the many yeah. other growers as well so it's it's got to yeah. be a strange surreal probably nice experience to have been so influential for so many people i mean what is it like basically when so many people know you oh okay um okay let's see stuff about that then um it's an okay, odd question so i realize but it's it's strange for know, us it's strange uh, for me to kind of conceptualize to know all it. these other guys they're just Buddies, the same guys that I always knew, huh. um, you know. And you meet them. You guys are doing something. It's like, oh, you're doing shit. Go, cool, cool. Let's <laughs> let's hang out. Uh, you know, we're doing the same stuff. We're going the same direction. Let's let's hang out. Um, 
so that's like kind of like normal to me. I, I mean, I don't think twice about it. Huh. Oh, yeah, Ben Dronkers, too, but he's more of a business guy. And then uh, he did a bunch, but he came later. Uh, he was a hash dealer before. But for me, one of the things that's been kind of weird is, see, I, I've wrote, written more than 50 books in, in eight different languages. We so grow marijuana available now on seedsman.com. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We grow cannabis is what it is. We grow cannabis. Also, yeah, we grow cannabis. And also, uh, it's in Spanish, too. It's uh, cultivamos cannabis. And I'll be putting it in quite a few more languages as well. But yeah, I got eight, eight, eight different languages, right? So um, most people that you guys know really centered in the English-speaking world in North America. And a little bit. A ton of in, new legal regions now, yeah. Brazil, Mexico, North, uh, no, no, Central, no, no, no. South Brazil, America. No, 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 no. I don't know where you're at, but no, 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 no. Brazil, no. That's a hard case. Uh, they have now Lula. They have Bolsonaro before, uh -huh. and he was right-wing president, and now they have Lula. Maybe he'll do something. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Depends, I guess the reason why I said that is that, uh, I, pardon me for being wrong, two, three years ago, I took a hash course. I want to say the hash course was actually from Brazil. The, the, it was like done in Brazil, and half the students or three-quarters of the students were Brazilians, basically. They were talking Portuguese. about it as all yeah, yeah. new, Portuguese. but not even Portuguese. They were from Brazil. So I don't know. Maybe it was a new yeah, medical yeah. program. I don't know. Whatever, regardless. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, you can have uh, medical, you can have medical there, but you have to get a doctor. It's quite complex. Uh, it's more, gotcha. more difficult. Gotcha. Uh, same, with, same with Mexico. They just kind of like lighten stuff up. They just, I didn't, I, I was just asleep. I got this article this morning from, uh, I can't remember, but it, it, it was just right when I woke up for, uh, actually my partner, Stefan, Stefan Meyer, he, his picture was just there. Uh, he uh, he sent it to me, but they've they've apparently, you know, in Colombia. Yeah, he's the one on the right, the, the guy, the other guy with the glasses. Mm. But Stefan sent me a, a picture. He's a consultant. He's got a bunch of stuff going in Peru and Colombia and stuff. And um, Colombia, before you could grow twenty plants, and now apparently it's they've gone the next step for for cultivation to make it legal. But I don't know. I, I spent a bunch of time in Colombia, and uh, it's just too hard there. I, I, my time better spent other places. Too hard Breeder to Steve grow, or too hard there. to? Sorry, what's that, Ren? See, I think Breeder Steve is doing some stuff down there. I think yeah, he is, I yeah. don't know. Oh. I mean, I, I I know he was there. I didn't see him when he was there. I can't say. I, I, I don't know. Maybe doing some stuff, but I don't know. Oh yeah, now you want to go up a little bit on this uh, page down thing. There was a guy, okay, up a little bit more. Um, I've been hanging out. There's a picture of a guy standing there. Okay, the guy on the left with the turquoise shirt. This guy, his name's uh, Dr. Well, he's got a PhD in, in uh, plant breeding actually, but he's, he's like, um, I don't know, like 74, 73, 74 years old. And he lives in Ontario, Oregon, my home, my hometown. Mm. I can't believe it. And this guy is bred. He, he's done breeding all over the world. And he's like, that's, that's his life. But he's, he's been breeding everywhere. He lived in Colombia. He lived in Brazil. He lived in several other places. But his big plant was uh, um, a woody perennial uh, stevia mm. as far as 
Is it a wood? Yeah, I think it's woody. Anyway, uh, uh, to, <clears throat> to get people, especially in the tropics, they've got a big problem with diabetes there because everybody eats so much sugar, mm. but to get people to eat less sugar. But this guy, this guy, uh, Clint, he's, he started growing cannabis like four years ago. And in four years, he's progressed faster. And he's, all, he's exclusively using autoflower seeds. Hmm. Uh, that's autoflower genes. That's, that's what he's really into. Uh, and he uses sativa and indicas as well. But he wants that uh, autoflower gene in there. Um, and he's, he's, um, he's the head guy. Well, he's Professor Emeritus for Oregon State University in Corvallis. And he's the guy, I mean, he's the one that knows more about cannabis breeding than anybody else in, in the state of Oregon. Hmm. Um, yeah, and the things he's done with the, the autoflower the plants are just amazing. And the, the, the thing that impresses me, in four years, he is like ahead of everybody else. I think, okay, so all these breeders, why are they, why is, why is Clint Shock ahead of all these other breeders? How is he ahead well, of them? Well, he, number one, he's educated, uh, well-educated. He's got uh, tons of experience. And I ask him, I said, where do you spend your money, Clint? Like, you know, like, what's your budget and how long? Well, I didn't, no, I didn't necessarily care about what his budget was, but I, he did tell me I cared more about what he spent his money on, you know. Um, he spends like 94% of his budget on uh, genetic testing, hmm. you know. Yeah, 94%. And I think everybody else spends, no, I don't know, anybody spends that much money on genetic testing. But he, he progressed faster than anybody else. You know, that's pretty important. <coughs> yeah, and he's right over there. He's in I mean, we were honestly Oregon. talking about this, uh, Flora, what were, were we talking about this recently? We were talking about marker-assisted breeding with somebody. Was it last week on yeah. the... The, the hmm. high noon? This guy. We were talking with, talking with you? About, yeah. Talking about this guy with marker-assisted breeding. There we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's the way. You're on the right track doing every single test. And it makes perfect sense if you were looking for something. We had uh, Seattle Chronic Seeds on here. Are you familiar, Jorge, with Seattle Chronic Seeds? He's obviously yeah, here I, in, in I, America. I, I know. There's a lot anyway, of he's one of the breeders <laughs> out here. And he uh, likes to say that he turns minors into majors basically minor cannabinoids he's turning them into major cannabinoids is at least the idea and so he apparently does a lot of testing with that uh, yeah. uh, approach that's basically yeah. the only way i guess you could painstakingly smoke each one but that would take forever so long story short when he finds some plant that has a lot of cbg or something he tests 10 of them and finds the one that has the most and then breeds with that one yeah it makes yeah. perfect sense today there was like a lot of content on future cannabis, but one of the guys, I, uh, yeah, it was kind of debate between the guy at Compound who's doing more what they call classic breeding, and the guy that's proponent of uh, genetic assisted. And he was talking about once you start and uh, have a relationship with the lab, the testing for this is going way down, and what would take five years of to take. Mm. A project all the way through with this type of uh, uh, genetic markings and all this stuff yeah. could could be done in less than two years. And just the space, the energy, everything. Yep, it's yeah. a no-brainer. It's the cost, yeah. Come it, on, it, it's it's, to me, it's a no-brainer. Because, look, yeah, I mean, the history of breeding is pretty simple. Uh, you, you look back and you pick a, pick a plant, say, uh, uh, 
corn. Corn's usually the one they pick, or pick you, a big agricultural plant like like wheat, uh, rice. Uh, well, bananas a bad bad choice, but uh, if you pick corn, for example, uh, there was just a few varieties of corn, and then they started learning stuff. They started doing more selective breeding and stuff. In in the thirties and forties. Uh, they learn about fertilizer and, and how much more, uh, especially nitrogen fertilizer, and how much more it can produce. Uh, they, they start uh, uh, catering towards that, the genetic influence there. But they can't study things on a, on a bit of a molecular level, but they can't study on a genetic level, like really properly. And then in the 50s, they started using those, oh, that, that test where you... Uh, Oh, I should know it. I've, I've got it all in my book where you put the little dots of, of um, alcohol saturated uh, fluid here and they run up the page that tell you, to tell you how much, uh, what the cannabinoid profile is. They were using those tests still up until the mid late 70s, mid to late 70s, e even into the 80s, <clears throat> quite a bit. And you're just at a disadvantage. I mean, before it was. You know, well, let's cross these three plants and let's see which one has the biggest ears. And you couldn't find genetic, or I mean, uh, uh, recessive traits. And then later it turned to where you could, you could mark profiles of things in the plant, but you didn't understand everything about it. Now, you can measure every last detail of, of, of plants, uh, genetic profiles, uh, the, the A and B alleles, and, and gene combinations, and and make projections even in the computer. So we've advanced hmm. lots. And I see a lot of like growers and well, cannabis growers using the same, the same methodology they were using in the 1950s. That's like kind of like shooting yourself in the foot, you know? There's this guy well, over Well, to in some Canada. degree, I have to be frank, from my perspective, some folks uh, uh, wish to get into the scene and we don't have the budget to do, because if I were to do, yeah, let's yeah. say, 100 tests, I, I, I would ruin myself the first month. But at yeah. the same time, uh, you're right, anybody who's not kind of focused on that as an end goal, or at least a, not an end goal, but as a, as a goal, is sort of kidding themselves, right? It's just basically yeah. like any of these new technologies that we have access to, AI or anything else, that's going to be a huge proportion. Now that you're talking about basically the marker-assisted breeding, it's... It will be very shortly, honestly, that you'll be able to put that into an AI and basically ask it, hey, give me combinations that will maximize THCV or give me combinations that will maximize any damn thing and the AI will be able to assist you with that. And if you're not familiar with that technology, you're going to be left behind. It's kind of, it's, it's an unfortunate what, 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 situation. One of the things but. with that, though, one of the things with that is a lot, of, okay, most of, the, most of the research that's done is done by private companies. Mm. And um, like a big place over in Switzerland is Pure Gene. It's definitely worth worth looking up. Pure Gene Holdings is the company name, and they're in uh, Zinnigen, kind of like up by Austria. Um, but the deal is, um, see, there's it's it's basically all numbers. It's all numbers and collecting information. And getting it correct. Uh, and if you, okay, I was going to tell you about a guy over, there was a guy, I think he sold his company out, but it, it's in Canby. And he was a breeder of Golden Seal 
and one other uh, woody plant, and he's, he's quite a quite a player in the Northwest, and done very very well. And uh, then he got into cannabis, and he had he had three breeders there. He hired, I think, when he ended, he had like five altogether, but they were all from India, and they all had PhDs, and their specialty was analyzing data. Hmm. You know, that's where it's at. It's the data that's important. And I see so many people go, oh, yeah, this smells great. I've got this great feeling about this one. This is the one. Uh, how in the hell do you know? What's, what's behind the door? You know, what's under the hood? What's, uh, what's inside? You, you really don't know. And, and that's the same thing that was happening in the 1950s. Well, so what, what are, uh, how do I phrase this question uh... Uh, are these folks, I just looked up Pure Gene Holdings, they certainly look very professional. Yeah. Are they yeah. the inevitable future of cannabis along with the inevitable massive farms that everyone has talked about in California and otherwise? Uh, or is there any future for someone who's not basically a multinational conglomerate? Uh, what's going to happen is like any other commercial crop is this will follow the same pattern as that. Um, just like, you know, wheat, beans, um, soy, soy, um, whatever, uh, it'll follow that pattern. And then there will be a, a percentage of, because there's way, way more money in agricultural uh, seeds than there is in residential or retail seeds to sell to individuals. So the way the market generally breaks down is it's about um, just a small fraction or, or the home growers and uh, pretty much everybody else is, is commercial. And we're going to still see people crossing plants at home uh, and acclimating them to their local uh, climate. But we're also going to see other things too, like uh, large uh, commercial companies starting. And we haven't seen yet the, uh, the, the sellout. Uh, because like, for example, Pure Gene, those guys, and most of these guys, most of these guys are all set up to go to proof of concept is mm -hmm. what it's called. So you prove that, that everything you're doing works and, and, and you can continue to develop really strong varieties, but um, you don't really want to go past the scientific stuff of proving this. You don't really care to go into the production phase where you really grow the company. And that's usually the point at which things are They sold. were talking about that a few years ago. Actually, they continue to talk about that with all the different uh, uh, weird electrical vehicle startups, all the three-wheel this and yeah. the freaking uh, electric motor that. Basically, all those companies were set yeah. up, essentially, like you say, to produce one, like a prototype, basically. They could show people occasionally. Sometimes the prototype even worked. And then the whole point was just to get bought out, basically, or, yeah. or do an IPO or whatever else. So it was a completely yeah. and totally unsustainable business model that in the end led to exactly zero of those cars basically ever getting released. Is that basically, is that what you're saying? Like a lot of these different uh, uh, sort of breeding concerns that they're essentially just, I don't know, are, are they, I don't even know how to phrase the question. The few that I know are like that. Yeah. They want to make a proof of concept and then sell the company mm -hmm. and uh, make a fortune. But I guess in the yeah, sense, and, that it's not like the, the company the, stops, then, then the real production starts. Go ahead. Well, then. sometimes yeah. that company is in a position where it's best for them to, to buy that one out of their way, basically, to, 
to support the other one they also own, right? I mean, that's they have a lot of strategies. Basically, make money. Yeah, yeah, make strategy. money is a strategy. So sometimes, whatever, yeah, you know, they, they, like, yeah, they buy stuff to get that competition out of their way, sort of, right? Or to, like, you see that in the LED lighting thing with the Lux move. Like, yeah, it got bought in, but then they decided to dissolve that <laughs> because they had a bit better master brand that, 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 that was taken. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of deals. These guys are yeah, smart. Yeah. These guys know how to make money. Yeah, yeah. And that, that hasn't been my main concern. You know, I mean, most, hmm. that's what those guys' main concern is, but it's certainly not mine. Yeah. What has been your yeah, main concern like, in... Go ahead, bud. Well, it seems like that's where, where the cannabis, like, as it's becoming an industry, that's where these, like, we're asking what the future is. Yeah, you know, this, the money part of it, yeah, that's... There's no stopping that. They got a plan. They 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 didn't invest this far to pull out. What what is and your concern? You, you said uh, Jorge to teach people how to grow, or what what yeah, what makes you happy about cannabis, cannabis? I guess even well, both questions. I guess you answered the first one. So what what makes you happy about cannabis, or what what is it about the cannabis that makes you uh, come back to it after all these years? I I like it. Um, I feel better when I when I consume it. Hmm. I like. I think. About ten percent of everybody has a deficit of cannabinoids in their their, their body, and they need to to consume it. Right. Um, but I like it a lot better. I'm a lot more calm when I when I smoke it. I'm, yeah, uh, smoke it or consume it. I also oh, yeah. eat, eat it and stuff. Yeah. I think everybody in the whole world should be able to have access to it, and if they like it, fine. They should have the access. Cannabis gene pool. Do you think is uh, infected with viroids? Flora has been trying to no. ask that. Sorry, Flora has a little bit of a, a, a latent connection. Go ahead, Jorge. Yeah, it's um, there's that that uh, oh man, the the one that the hot latent, hot latent yeah. virus. That's 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 really bad. I I got a good friend in in Austria, and uh, from flowery fields, and uh, uh, man, he's. Uh, He's quite the scientist, you know, and they, I mean, <laughs> those guys, those, those guys are always like Swiss and German and stuff and, and Austrian, got that German side to them, you know, but they can't get everything correct. And uh, man, that hop latent virus has been really a big problem for him mm. because he makes clones. He makes uh, hundreds and thousands of clones, you know, and uh, sells them out there. They're still, they're, they're legal in Austria, you know, to, to sell clones because they don't have low THC. And uh, man, uh, he said it's real. Once you get it, it's really hard to get rid of. It'll actually go into the seeds. Mm. Um, and and he said like over eighty percent, eighty five percent of the plants that he was seeing had had this um, uh, virus. I've heard some sc uh, scary, scary numbers. Then in California, yeah. there might be something like yeah. eighty percent of farms that are infected. Even uh, yeah. a, 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 not even what's the word I'm looking for? The entire farm, basically. I can't think of the word right now. Yeah, uh, with hop latent. That's a very yeah. disturbing thought. Yeah, it cuts your you can cut your forty up to about forty percent of uh, production. You know. Not uh, only see. that, but also, like you say, the future breeding with any of those plants and also the THC of every, basically everything about those plants, including their future, ends up suffering. Uh, uh, go ahead. They get a little droopier, I guess. Do they? <laughs> huh? Well, good for the hash people. All right, well, the stress <laughs> on them fucking doesn't help. 
What do you, Harry? What do you think about? I know that a lot of uh, sort of old school smokers really don't like the the new school stuff. Like uh, Bud Kilowatt's got a bunch of people who a bunch of friends who do all the hash scene, basically. And the, you know, the breeding now is oh, all yeah. for hash and for washing and the stuff. Concentrates, what do you yeah. think about the concentrates? Do you do you enjoy them, or is that part of? No, they're the, too strong. They're too, too strong. strong. I get too high. Huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, That's there funny. was a guy over here from uh, Preston. Yeah from America and he was into those because I hang out with old guys, you know, uh, usually, and we don't smoke them because they're too strong because, um, yeah, you get too high and it's not, not so pleasant. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. All of the, all of the things that have been coming out, you know, the waxes and how to, how to purify stuff. And, and then they have the one where they have, uh, Oh, what, what was he, what this, this guy Preston had? Um, you first you take a, and get a dry sieve, and then that dry sieve powder, you squeeze the rosin out of that. That's what it was. And I thought, God, you have to have a lot of dope for that to happen. Um, no, that is the, the, that's like the creme de la creme. Absolutely. That's the, yeah. but is what laughing because they do that stuff now. Like, what do you call yeah. it now? You call it basically, uh, Fresh frozen yeah. single source rosin, I want to say, where you actually really? literally like do dry sift rosin. You first of all, you take it and create dry sift, which is the hardest process to do, and then you squish that into rosin yeah. <laughs> just to burn money, I guess. I don't know. What's yeah, that, Florida? No, it, that's premium, yeah, premium yeah, on the retail. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like $120 a gram or more. It's absurd. Yeah, yeah and, and, and see. Here we can't grow. We can't grow cannabis legally. Uh, we can grow a little bit. We can grow a few plants at home. That can, that's legal. It's tolerated. But uh, uh, as far as you know, big commercial things, we can't do that here legally. So uh, cannabis has a higher price, and we just don't have as much as America and Oregon. You know, they've got like a super oversupply. Cannabis, right? Right. Yeah. So that's what makes, that's what drives that, uh, well, the edibles market, the other products, uh, the concentrates, you know, you've just got a lot more. Uh, it's economic function, all of that. Hmm. So America's going to always be ahead of, well, not always, uh, but they're ahead A lot of, of us are, even myself till last year, I was under the impression that you're in Spain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. like that weed's legal in Spain, but it actually isn't, right? No. no. Yeah. Like. My my friend went to Spanibus, my best friend, but he stayed like a week late, late, yeah. uh, past it to do other things. And yeah. he said, yeah, once Spanish was over, yeah, the whole vibe changed. It, hmm. It's like, it's not like, yeah. like uh, they tolerate it for that, but it's weeds actually, yeah, not really legal there or anything like no, that. No, no. No, somehow no. I was under the impression. <laughs> I was too, kind of. Yeah. I don't know how, huh? but well, right. It's somehow over here in America, we've been under the impression for the most part. And that fuck, I have to be honest. You end up basically <laughs> like your whole, uh, oh, what's the freaking uh, operational security or whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but your whole sense of like security lowers, you know, because you're just like, oh, it's just it's weed, it's a joint, it's like seeds. Like, bud, we were we used to talk about how people went into jail for some seeds in their fucking floorboards of their car, but now right. like I've got seeds right. in my car, I got I probably have seeds on me at any given time in my clothing well, but, or something. Like, <laughs> even even back then, I thought about because there were so many lawyers. Like, oh, sure what's always been illegal like even around the world, 
is is uh, THC like that's what's illegal? That's like when he said clones weren't illegal because mm. they were, you know, they didn't have uh, uh, a testable amount of THC. Seeds don't have any, right? But they used to arrest people for seeds, which like yeah, like even back then, I think the law was what was illegal right in the the law book of. 11365 is THC. Like, yeah, they just, made the, they just made seeds legal in America, you know, like uh, not that long ago, it was last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they were spelled out specifically in American, American law. Um, here in Europe, the seeds haven't, they haven't been illegal. Uh, see, people aren't so afraid of the police here as they, they're, they're more concerned about the tax man. So um, when you send seeds in the mail, um, you don't want to want to get them stopped because if there's an invoice in there, you get taxed on it, you get fined, and just get they do it all like through correspondence, you know, through the mail, and uh, then at the end of the year when it comes time tax time, if you haven't paid, well then you know they already know that you haven't paid your fines and stuff, so that's what people are concerned with. But if you want not, to see, not, not even well, that. and from what I know, it's not just seeds. Like if if someone in certain countries buys a T-shirt, yeah, they have to pay this like like it, uh, tax on the amount that it. Uh, it's yeah. There's complicated systems. Each country has its own own thing going on. It, dep what? it depends on on um, well. Yeah, there's there's agreements in between countries, but now we have the the European Union. You know, before it was the co European Common Market, and then about twenty years ago, it turned into EU. Um, um, so yeah, they have agreements and stuff between. Now, countries. is there like a political movement to to like have Spain go like recreational or like? Oh yeah, or? sure, but it's just things move slowly here. Um, yeah. Uh, politics are politics are slow here. We're in the process of like right wing politics is being much more is is more um, popular than left wing politics now. We've got uh, a lot of organized crime groups have come here. Uh, 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 what's that? Uh, Armenia, with Armenia, Argelia, no Argelia, Armenia, uh, uh, yeah, Armenian, Armenian. That they have, they have some huge gangs here, mm. and those guys are growing, and they're they're like pretty violent. People have guns and stuff. We're not used to guns here, and those guys have from Armenia have guns, and, and no Albania, Perdona, Albania, Albania. It was on the ADIC. Could be either one, actually. Yeah, like and in LA, those guys are, well, they they kill people and stuff. So uh, there's a big movement against uh, foreign gangs. There's Russian gangs here. There's uh, uh, who else? The Romanians. Romanian. See, Romanian is a romance language, so they can learn Spanish real quick. And they don't have an, it depends on who it is, but a lot of those guys don't even have accent. And then, um, yeah, there's a lot of organized crime here. Uh, so that's really been bad for us because, you know, we're, we're peaceful guys. Um, yeah, but I'm just writing this. I'm writing a note in the chat section. Guardia Civil uh, uh, Cannabis. Uh, yeah, and just do a search for that. Go to YouTube, do, look up Guardia Civil, 
uh, cannabis, and you'll see all the, the marijuana busts here. Huh. Uh, so I have a quick question for you. All right. So um, we're all of the older videos that I've, like, I mean, I've been watching you for years. Um, I got your DVDs and your book and stuff like that. Yeah, back, cool. You know, year, years and years ago. Uh, actually, I have it in my Kindle. So um, were they all filmed in Spain? No. Um, a lot of stuff I uh, filmed in, in America. Uh, we had a house in America in Sonoma, California for seven years. I spent about half the time. I spent we spent the summers there. Uh, a lot of stuff was filmed up in old stuff was filmed up in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Um, uh, nothing around Toronto really, and then stuff in Europe, um, Netherlands not so much. A bit in Spain. Um, yeah, I did a video in Spain, but most of the stuff was really done in. Oh, yeah, Netherlands, too. I guess I did quite a bit up there, too. I forgot about that. The uh, reason why I was asking is because I remember one episode that you had showed um, where, like, they were, uh, it was a, maybe a friend of yours' house where they were growing cannabis, but, like, the, they were massive, massive trees because of how, how, like, how long they've been putting, like, manure from, like, the... Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah all of that was... That was awesome. That was, that, that yeah. was real, like, real educational. Yeah, that was uh, early on in in uh, Northern California and later Southern Oregon, but uh, yeah, and then they had uh, what what prompted all of that is they had uh, uh, plant limits, so they that's when they started planting their seeds in in late January and putting them out in under plastic and lights in um, early spring and and harvesting as late as possible. But some of those really big plants, um, and they grow them in southern Oregon as well. Uh, it's the rain that gets to them usually and fungus uh, late in the year. But they, um, there's a lot of uh, 10 pounds of dried bud harvest. And I've seen them as big as 12 pounds of dried buds. There are a lot more work to grow, and there's more yeah. things that can happen over a long, longer period of time. But... I used yeah, to like how the, you're in a dry area and it's like, oh, you, you would trench things out or do this or do that. I gorilla grow. I used to love all that shit. I was like, oh, this is good yeah. stuff. I, yeah, I yeah. got a question. You mentioned, you said the your book has come out in eight languages? Yeah, or books. I have <laughs> book, books. W was yeah, there any of those that you were surprised that got uh, whatever hits or attention in a certain language that, you know, like, cause that, like, that's cannabis enthusiasts in all over the world. In other words, what, could, which books yeah. sold, sold the most of? Which language? <laughs> well, English, lang English language first uh, it sold yeah. the most. It goes that right down population line. English language yeah. sold first. Uh, second is Spanish language. Because um, see, I mean, I, I talk Spanish. I and, and I do interviews in Spanish, so it's it's very easy for me. And I've traveled extensively in the Latin world. I live in Spain, so it just makes sense that. And then other languages, it, it's um, Germans after that. More Germans, about 100 million German speakers. Oh. Um, and then it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. I have a really good French publisher, and we did, I probably have like 25 books and 20 books in French. Um, Holy 20 shit. different titles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they they've done real well, and then after that's Italian, and then after that's probably Dutch. I did a book 
marijuana benin, uh, marijuana horticulture, but it's marijuana benin in uh, Netherlands. That was published in 1988. <laughs> it was, uh, it I've had your yeah, books yeah. since like 2003 or four or something. Like, mm. it, it, yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. Do you ever go to a friend's house and then find your, your book on their shelf and say, oh, I remember yeah. writing that? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they love yeah. they love mine because I highlighted all types of shit and you know. Oh, I mean? right, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that that's thing good. with their war, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the cool part for me, for example, was going back. I went to Canatrade, uh, uh, Canatrade this year, or well, last year, excuse me, last year in uh, in Switzerland. <laughs> and see, I don't know you, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but see, Switzerland, they didn't they didn't distinguish uh, rope from dope, uh, drug cannabis from from industrial cannabis. Until you rolled it up in a joint and lit it, hmm. as a, uh, uh, you know, put fire to it. That's that's when it turned into a drug. But it wasn't a drug considered a drug legally until until that point. Hmm. So what happened? <laughs> like the whole industrial revolution. Like, it's like how that. Well, yeah, they, they grew like uh, thousands of acres there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot, and um, and 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 exported most of it to. Well, exported most of it. Guys I knew were sending it over to Italy. They're Italian, Italian mafia, and um, up north in like uh, well, by Milano, by Milan, you know the big city up north. It's a little bit southeast of there. But yeah, that that guy, his family ran all of the all of the tobacco and chocolate smuggling. Uh, <laughs> tobacco for, and chocolate, huh? Coming yeah, in. yeah. So Take cash crops. They would laugh oh, yeah. all you want. Yeah. No, no anyway, I wasn't laughing. I was actually saying, "Great, like that's yeah, money." Anytime there's 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 an incongruency with with price or taxes or money, there's a black market. Hmm. And so, yeah, their family controlled that trade for I don't know four generations, I think. Yeah, quite a quite a while. And then they just got into cannabis after that. But yeah, that was that was real big real big and they they had fields and fields i've got well photos of that stuff but it was all over the place and then finally they in ticino the south part where they talk italian i, I spent more time in in ticino because for me it's really easy the italian see i can understand it really mm -hmm. easy and so um that you can learn it it takes about six months i i'm i got okay but then I lose it after a while, but uh, yeah, it's it's way easier in German. Uh, German uh, yeah, or, or uh, Polish. Yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hard, really. Well, Polish. I think it's got the only story. downside of living in Barcelona with that incredible food and the culture and the art and the architecture and everything else is that you probably don't have any American burritos. I was just wondering to myself, have you have you been missing like Taco Tuesday or <laughs> burritos? No, not at or, all. No, I don't miss anything from no? America. Yeah. Damn, Not, nothing at all. Violence. He's like there's fuck another, America. Huh. There was a, there was another mass shooting today. Yeah, there's been like yeah, it's terrible. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's been more mass shootings in days in the in the year. Yeah. Um, like, it's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. We, too, we know? sometimes we sometimes uh, lead these subjects basically and talk about all the fancy stuff in life of drones and fucking inflatable kayaks and whatever we were talking about before the show. 
every single drive I take now, there's homeless camps, you know, and, and the homeless yeah. camps can't just be brushed away because honestly, those people still will be homeless if you brush them away somewhere. So it's like a crisis of homelessness, basically, more than anything else, yeah. uh, where you don't have nearly the same thing in Europe. They don't have that. Yeah. They don't have the violence. They don't have that. Yeah. That's an interesting, like, I was going to say, oh, oh my God, weed's like not legal in Spain. Why do you live there? Well, I guess there's a bunch of other reasons. You should do like yeah. golf courses and like cut those things in half and then just like, oh yeah, you guys get to play nine holes instead of 18 because you know, by like the fucking 10th hole, you're already like, you know, half in the rack. Oh my God, golf courses. Yeah. Those are yeah. really a monument to vanity, aren't they? I mean, it's, it's not to terrible. say that golf is worthless sport it's still fun to do and stuff but i mean the, the conceptually just a golf course in the middle of a city yeah. just really boggles yeah we, like have, we have all angeles, these homeless people but you, los yeah, angeles big open space. With, well los angeles that has water crisis after water crisis if you look at a google map of it there are how many golf courses there and they're lusciously green it's ridiculous mm -hmm. and they're all just phosphorus laden with the freaking you know chemicals from siberia uh anyway let's not get into that subject yeah it's it's but, I mean, big, definitely, you know, I'm sorry, I got... It's, it's, it's a big business there. Hmm. It's very big. So I, I, I was just, like, kind of rambling. No, I mean, I after all, to, you are the guest, actually. <laughs> what? Yeah, I have, to, I have to look at my train schedule. I'm going into town. I'm out at the beach now. Please. And I, I need to go into to town and get on the, the, the train. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a wow. tough life i have to be honest living in spain on the beach uh how has it been how's the weather uh oh the weather here is really good there's uh 37 percent of spain is in drought conditions oh. you know uh uh we, we we lack rain uh my province uh catalonia or catalonia is um uh, the city of barcelona gets their their uh water from I think three three reservoirs and they're they're running a bit low. Uh, they're less than half full. And this is, you know, they should be full right now because this is springtime. Uh, what else? But here water down this down like about ten miles that way is comes from El um, El Rio Llobregat, which is uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rio Llobregat. And, and no, 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 perdona, is um, Delta del Ebro, in Rio Ebro, E-B-R-O, Ebro. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a big delta there and everything. So we don't run out of water here, but it depends on geographically where you're located. Uh, but there's been a big problem with water theft here. They, oh, wow. they pump water out of the aquifer and, and water trees, and there hasn't been a lot of... Uh, uh, policing on that. But that we're, happens we're, in California to the extent that uh, the, with the mega drought, it's a, 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 I don't even know what the, there's probably a word above mega drought. I don't even know, but it's apparently the biggest drought in a thousand years at least. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, to the extent that the groundwater has been pumped out, how do I explain this uh, without sounding like a complete idiot? Uh, from what I understand, they have pumped the aquifer out to such a degree that they have pumped below the aquifer essentially Okay, I guess I'm not making sense of this. Anyway, long story oh, short, the no, ground okay. is settling, essentially, from all the yeah, yeah. extra pumping, basically. Right, know, They're not right. supposed to be doing. There's, yeah. there's sinkholes all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's it, real common. Huh. Yeah. Did, and real didn't quick, it rain like, it, like a month, month a, and a half straight? Go ahead, it's Cosby. one of my pet peeves. There's oh. a guy named Resnick. 
he made his first money off of like uh, coins on TV. Oh yeah, TV. The, uh, the almond and right. avocado guy. Yeah. But like, really, what he's got he, the 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 land he owns in East uh, San Joaquin Valley is the deepest onto the aquifer. So he basically pumps out the aquifer, and then in the winter time buys water from the California aqueduct to replenish, and then in the summer he sells the water to LA at a profit, which is like actually like one of the first people that yeah that is profiting off of water, like as an individual. Yeah, but yeah, it's because he can. He grows almonds and all these unwater-wise crops that need to be flooded, right. and and blows out his water every year, and yeah. and replenishes and then sell. It's it's a big scam. Yeah, yeah. Resonates. And, and, and is the Israel the the water belongs to everybody? It belongs to the state. So if you if you put in like say a, a two hundred meter well, a pretty deep well, and uh, you start. Uh, affecting and that starts affecting the neighbor's wells uh you have to give the water back <laughs> you can't you can't or, or you have to quit pumping because it takes water away from them and yeah. i think that's well basically happen. here we don't have that like sound king valley yeah. what's happening there is whoever drills deepest has the control and then if you don't drill that deep and and then actually it's gotten down to like which properties have the deepest access to the to the aquifers down there. Yeah. Usually those guys have quite a bit of money too, and they're pretty hard to fight. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, that guy Resnick from like, I uh, forget the coin hustle from like the seventies, Franklin Mint. That's where he first oh, made man. his money. Franklin Mint. Okay. Him and his wife are listed in the top 20 richest people in the planet. Quietly. Oh, right. Like they don't like to be talked about, but yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're like in their 90s, but they make their money in some pretty oh, uh, bad ways. Jorge, uh, okay. uh, yeah, okay. I have to go, man. I, have to I, go I was just going to say, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'll yeah. show your book as you leave here. Uh, safe trip, safe, safe travel. Would love to have you back on sometime. Would you like to sure, shout sure. out some kind of a website? No, I don't want to get up this early in the morning. I don't want to get up early in the morning. Uh, but here, here's the deal. Uh, yeah, I'm putting my book. The uh, afternoon show. On the on the app, yeah, that'd be better. I, I'm plus nine hours here, uh, but the, I, I'm putting my book, uh, uh, Cannabis Encyclopedia, on the on my internet site, Marijuana Growing Night, right now. And so it's it's there for free. Uh, it's there for free. It's in Spanish and awesome. English, and oh, I'll put shit. it in many other languages soon. If you talk other languages, hmm. uh, yeah. So that's Thai. happening. And Thai, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's gonna happen. But I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Been, I've got several friends there that are on the ground. But um, we'll see what happens with that one. How how soon that comes? Because they've got a quite a different climate than we do. Oh, mm. uh, in up here. So anyway, I have to. Okay, I have to cheers. Go. Thank you very much. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Nice talking with you. you. Awesome. Nice Thank meeting you. everybody. Awesome. Nice meeting you. Yep. Yeah. Adios. Adios. Yeah. Okay. Os vaya bien. Sounds great. There you go. Well, God damn it. But I, I, uh, uh, I hopped in the end of it. I Thank know. God. What the fuck? How many times do you get to talk to freaking Jorge Cervantes? What the shit? That's uh, some saying, dude. Shit. Dude, yeah. Oof. He's a freaking legend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
Don't forget to hit the like button if you guys enjoy the show. Don't forget to share the show with other people. I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people who'd like to talk or like to listen to Jorge uh, uh, there. And then, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm going to turn this into a podcast. Probably not tonight, but I'll probably do it tomorrow. Uh, I guess this will be the podcast of the week. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, over at uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, pretty much, go look up Chronic Table. That's the name of the podcast. And uh, honestly, lately I've been calling it... Uh, High noon safety meeting, but the, the podcast is still called Chronic Table. So anyway, go take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I guess now that we are back to regular rules or whatever, I don't know if you guys want to hop on here, if you guys want to shoot the shit and show off your garden or whatever else, you guys are more than welcome to. We'll go for a little bit lo uh, longer. I don't know how late we're going to go tonight, but we'll go a little bit longer, at least at least the next 20, but we might go a little bit longer. We'll see how it goes. But hop on, folks. Anyway, hey, I, I, I mean, that was the first time I, I know of in my whole for years but like he was like so personable mm -hmm. like i and then that made me feel like yeah a couple of other people that live in europe my friend well, like well. it seems like like they got a pretty good over there mm -hmm. like vibe wise you know what i'm saying like well, i'm pretty I sure that. i made Jorge laugh i gotta i gotta <laughs> play that in my, my internet kind of fell off. But what were you saying as far as the legality in Spain? Dude, it's not legal. We all we were all not wrong. I, I thought it was so much. I thought it was legal in Brazil. I thought it was legal in Spain. I thought it was medical in Spain. But I guess like no, you you, you basically have to jump through some hoops even to grow a couple plants. So yeah, it's not apparently not legal. The fuck. That's interesting because there's so many Spanish breeders. I know it. Know? I know yeah. it. They're probably well, they're, they're like, like Spanavis, which is like this. Yeah. I mean, it, so it, that, it that is that event. It is event. like a two-weeky tourist event where it's been years. There's money, a lot of Airbnb, hotel, mm -hmm. restaurant. But, yeah, they like, it's one of those, from what my friend who went this year it said, it's like they <laughs> turn their backs. Like they, it's like they let that happen, right, because it's this thing. But other than that, it's not like, oh, as soon as that's <laughs> over, it's back to normal. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. But, yeah. I never got to ask him if he still has a dredge. Fuck, I was going to ask him about this guy's and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully he'll come on again. Now, normal is probably like a life where, yeah, if you mind your own business and whatever, you don't get fucked with. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right? And ultimately, oh, tax. You see, like that. Tax is Good their point. main thing like like yeah, that, that was kind of crazy like about whatever, whatever you're, that? i mean whatever it's a hell of a doing. conceptual point honestly bud that hell that 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 would freaking hit you like a light switch having actually been sort of on the wrong side of a cage in in a sense seriously i guess it's a weird thing to conceptualize they don't have the police state like we do right like they literally don't like even even though spain was literally I can't swear that it was, wasn't that way maybe 30, 40 years ago because they were literally like a, a, a fascist dictatorship basically until like the 80s, I guess I want to say. And then they kind of started switching over to the democracy again. But uh, uh, even they didn't have like a fucking police state like we do. I mean, we literally have... How, how many people do we have incar incarcerated? It's like 1% of our country is incarcerated at any given time. Like something like 1% of our fucking country is incarcerated because we have like... Three million people in prisons, and there's and no in, other. In, we have more people incarcerated than China does, 
which is, and you think of like fucking China, oh, authoritarian. And it's, I wouldn't want to live in China. I've heard all this. And yet they have less people in prison than we do. It's very weird to wrap your head around. It's definitely crazy when you said, oh yeah, just give him a fine. Uh, I mean, I get, it's very weird to wrap your head around. Yeah. Cause I've heard that in England too. I always get, I got arrested three times for that shit. The cops yeah, don't fucking, so they're not going to shoot you. I have a friend who, a friend That's of mine is like crazy. this middle-aged white lady who has never gotten in trouble in her fucking life. And one of her best friends is basically a middle-aged black dude who knows better. And my friend fucking, she, and the classic, she's just walking, open doors, just, just doesn't give a shit. She's like, who's going to get in trouble? Who Who's going to get a middle-aged white lady in trouble? Nobody. And yet her black friend, every time she does that, he's like, stop that, stop that. I'm going to get a fucking shot. He wouldn't get shot in Spain. How interesting is that to conceptualize? There might be a well, million other problems, but he won't get shot. That's what I house. noticed because, like, I don't follow the news, but I get like a shooting, another mass shooting. Like that's so normal that it's, it barely like, rates the news. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, not only did Ore like know or heard about that and express like his dismay over it. My my girlfriend in Abu Dhabi, she doesn't get much news about U.S. stuff, but oh, she always knows about these shootings and like has that That's same kind of response. Like we're like even us, we kind of just live with it now, right? It is just like, uh, but to a lot of places around the world, it's kind of like a shocking thing to even conceptualize that, you know. Yeah, because there's definitely not as many fucking shootings around the world probably is in, you know in, in the u.s no not even really close wrong, yeah the numbers are stupid yeah, yeah like some it's so some weird thing like yeah. i don't even like yeah there's part of it's the gun thing but like no people are like like just going losing it just i mean because if they didn't have a gun some of those people would do something they're like they've crossed over they're like you know, most of them. You, I think I don't want you to have a gun. That's the reason why all this shit's happening. You know, they're, they're mentally unstable at some level and chose to do this as their like thing or whatever. You know, like it's some weird phenomenon. Humanity, really. Well, I'll brainwash. It, 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 it's sort of like I mean, I remember when we first started report. You know, the news. There were these terrorists that were suicide bombers and i remember thinking that's crazy to be like Mm. all right i'm gonna just die for it but in essence a lot of these mass shooting people they're like the same they're like on that same like most of them don't plan on living through the event we just had a guy that committed suicide by cop in my in a small town over here town of like 50 people Mm. and he ended up killing one of the officers and wounding another one yeah, I could. Crazy. Fucking crazy. It seems like it's just a normal thing. Like, it really is. It'd be like, oh, it's not like, oh, it's just this part of the country or this state that has this slot. No, it's, it's just shit. It's fucking yeah. everywhere. Like, that's the one thing. It, it's it's not like, yeah, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but it's something weird. Because I don't think there's other societies around the world that's having. Like even yeah, I don't know. It's no, like they, it's it's not like an unknown. It it is the easy access to guns. Every other country yeah. in the world is far more regulated. So, even though they did have the mass shooting in uh, New Zealand, didn't they have one in Australia? Even 
kind of just recently. Yeah. And they had that horrifying one one in Norway a few years ago. Uh, So they happen from time to time, but they're pretty rare because the the access to guns, it's not, you know, the Republicans like to talk about mental illness. Well, of course, we'd like to address that, but there's mental illness all around the world. So, you know, you have fucked up weirdos all over. And so if they find a, a gun... They'll, they'll well, mass I mean, I get that that it's the way they word it, but like, like the they can say the, what what is the technical mass shooting? I guess it's like two or like so. Like technically, they're yeah. happening like every couple of hours, or I I've heard this stat, but like Jesus. you know, yeah, there's the certain terrible. ones that like what I consider a mass worse. shooting. I don't know what the number is, but like in this one stat, it. It's kind of any shooting that involves more than you know one person. That, that's 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 crazy. Like it's that's happening constantly. Uh, but but like you know, I guess the big national news story ones. Yeah, it just seems it. It all started with that first one. I guess you'd say that was Columbine, but probably in history there was things like that before. But. Um, then it seems like put on the map for sure. It seems like the oh, the next one was years later, so the, and now they're like date. It it, it 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 like was like a thing that happened periodically, and then it happened more periodically, and then it happened, and now it's just like what every couple days it seems like. Yeah, there was one a story worse the than the other where. Uh, the a woman who had survived, who was child died the last mass shooting, was comforting uh, mother whose child had died at the next mass shooting, and it was literally like one week apart. <laughs> it was funny. It was some stupid shit. It was just like so crazy. when you read that, you're just like, "There's those words don't seem to like they make sense, but they they do." It's pretty fucking weird. I don't know. No, it's interesting. You know, I've, I I didn't even get a chance to ask him. Uh, you know, where he sees the market going and everything else. Uh, I've, you know, I've said before, I've speak, I speak German, so I've thought about, you know, fucking off and moving to Germany maybe, depending on how the U.S. goes and stuff. But, there's, you know, there's nice things about the U.S. So that always kind of sticks with me. But anyway, I was, I was curious what he might say about Austria and, of course, specifically Germany because it's such a much bigger country. Um, anyway, maybe we'll have him, have him well, on. Well, my again. friend, partner... Gary, oh, hope so. He, his mom, who just passed last year, but Germany, and he spends. He even, yeah, he, he owns an apartment building there. He spends mm-hmm. some time there. Uh, even his girlfriend works over there, um, like part of the year. He he was like last year telling me that like what. If you opened up a hydroponic store in like any of these areas, you'd make a killing because like there really isn't such a thing. And there's like you can get some stuff at the garden store, but there's like not like the hydroponic stores like the here because they haven't quite done it. But Germany's close to like being the next place to like turn the page and logic would be is how goes Germany goes the rest of Europe as far as this goes like that there's a logic that if Germany like goes legalizes and wreck or whatever which there is a movement there there is some uh, it could happen that then a lot of the other countries in the 
uh, European Union mm-hmm. thing w- would all follow suit. Why some of those countries, yeah, it's like one of the smaller countries can't really change. Germany changed and everybody else changed. Germany is by far the biggest economy. Uh, France, I want to say, is right behind them. England is probably behind them, but it's actually shrunk quite a bit. And then uh, behind that is like Italy. Well, they have like a medical thing and they import that weed from Canada. So like, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Germans are pretty much pretty engineering. Like, oh, if there was ever people that could set up like the most state of the art advanced indoor grows, it would be them. <laughs> You'd be Holland with all their cut flower industry. Yeah. Well, maybe. Huh. Pretty crazy. What's the good word, Koski? Out there on the... Um if this is the best coast, you're on the least coast. Yeah, right. Yeah. East coast, I guess. Uh, no, nothing really. Just same old shit, different day, man. Oh, man. I, pl- I plan on being out of work about midnight so I could catch more of the episode, whatever else. And then uh, nice, my, my machine decided to take a, take a shit on me. So I was like, oh, well, God damn it. That you know? So I got paid to fix it. Did you uh, did you read Jorge uh, books uh, getting started with uh, cannabis? I certainly yep. did. Absolutely. I think I looked around. <clears throat> I think he's I, got no. He's got underlined. Honestly, pardon, Ryan. He's got shit underlined in him and shit. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> pretty actually, much have the original looked, one. I, I, actually, I yeah. actually read the. I read the book and I, I looked at the I fucking did. words and stuff. I didn't just look at the pictures. I just uh, learned about actually, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I have that, and I have it on my Kindle, um, and I have the DVDs that I had. Hey, that I learned about years, that. Years old. Easy. You talk, he was talking to some dude, fucking Jorge something. Cervantes. Yeah, Jorge Cervantes. Good shit. No, I mean, dude, he used to, you know, at the end, he'd smoke would come with that uh, with Chimera. The guy with the uh, big fucking, it was like a tiger face. Mm. And, yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm. And the big black dreadlocks that he used to rock. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was different, you know. I used to, all my friends just be like, dude, let me borrow that. I'm not going to fucking do anything with it. Come on, man. I know. You know? How does the I little should. jingle go on the Jorge videos? A what? How does the little jingle go? There's like a, he's remember. got it going. Oh, fuck. Shit, yeah, it's been I, a while since I've seen one. Yeah. Holy shit. I should go grab the fucking DVD. <laughs> I think I had one that's not even open. Shit. Um, oh, man, I forgot what those. When he was describing all those characters, I was thinking like, just like they made the narcos or, you know, (laughs) that if there was ever, and there's so much interest in this, like actual story and the, and, and historically, like it is like what was the beginnings of this cannabis culture, especially when it comes to all the strange varieties. And, like all the people he listed hmm. were like, yeah, he, those are all the characters from this period of time. You, you To make something good like that, it would have to be like a docuseries because each of those people have their own whole story, hmm. right? That it's all contributed to like, 
yeah. Like, like even that at that time, it was just really the people that were really doing the work and trying to uh, build the, build up what it all became. It's crazy. It just a small amount of people in a small town where they all kind of like, you know, knew each other. They had their places were like they associated and some of them had all their fallouts. I mean, it would be the most dramatic story. You know what I mean? I mean, the guy hasn't looks like he hasn't aged in like twenty years. I mean, obviously, you know, a little bit more white of a beard and stuff. But dude, he fucking looks the same as he did back then. It's like, holy shit, dude! It's that easy Spanish living. What the fuck? He probably had uh, sardines for breakfast, and he's gonna have a fucking uh, I don't even know grilled freaking lamb for lunch, and after that, it's gonna be ceviche for dinner. Some shit. I yeah, don't and then know. Take, take take a nap in Should between. Fucking right. You know I mean? Siesta time. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, uh, I used to love watching when you grab a back put backpack. Well, you know, grab water in the backpack, and then you'd have this mm. and that. Going through, oh, we have to, you know, he'd be all stealthy and shit, you know. Or if there was like a water source nearby, he'd trench. He would like trench a little bit out, so that way you know he'd be able to feed the plants. And I'm just like, dude, man, that's fucking, you know, like I used to always want to try to do that shit, and it was always like someone's backyard or something. Like, hey, get the fuck out of here! It's like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, that ain't going to work. So, When you think but about yeah. it, too, that's a guy that smoked a lot of grass with a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. just all the different folks that he knew uh, when I chatted with him, I don't know, a week ago or something, just kind of offline, I guess, vetting me out or something. We were talking about all, just whatever, just different stories and stuff. He was talking about Southern Oregon and all these different places. I'm just like, fucking hell. Like, not only, I was thinking at the time, like, about all the, you know, the weed that he grew and stuff, but at the same time, like, think about, I'm sure he smoked a joint with every single person that basically he was talking about, right? Like all those different cannabis legends that he was talking about. I'm sure he smoked joints at their house before. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sure he well, smoked joints at all those different farmers. And yeah. the I like that when you, you really asked him more about his, his hydro store and all that. Mm. He went back to like the decade before he yeah. even had a store to like stores, the original players. But it reminded me because the first, grow i worked at in the late 80s in chatsworth this massive thing we had parabolic hoods that had the bulb like he said vertical right and in yep. the vertical. years i worked at this place because i remember when we bought 20 more parabolics and the parabolics used to come in this box where each of the little pieces and these little bolts with a lock washer right to put the, the, the like, whatever, eight-piece parabolic together, right? I don't know if you ever remembered parabolic hoods, but that yeah, was a yeah. thing for a while, right? They gave good cover. But when we, I first started doing, growing, and this was a pretty big in thing. I, it wasn't mine. I worked there. Yeah, the bulbs were vertical. And like he said, like a simple thing of, like, changing them, but that was, like, a big thing. Because, like, yeah, they still had those other uh, vertical uh, fixtures. Like, 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 people still bought those. Like, it wasn't like they just one day to the next said, yeah, that was stupid. Now we do it this way. No, there was debate, I remember. Because people thought, oh, no, it's better that way. No, it isn't better that way. I remember putting thousand watt fucking light bulbs literally in between us. Dials just just like hanging, like 
hang it there, you know, hang it down a little further, just just to like make up for the light loss of, uh, you know, like the older style hoods. Between rows, uh, oh, I've seen people do that between rows and stuff. Yeah, yeah I guess I hadn't yeah. even thought of that. Well, so. straight drop them. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you brought Dangerous up when I fucked used that. Fuck, you turn around, yeah, yeah. burning white. Yeah, how many times uh, I fucking whack pad on those things, dude? And then as soon as you do, it starts glowing brighter and brighter because you know you might be sweating at the time or something. Oh boy, boom, boom. Uh, uh, hood profits, basically hoods back then for the good ones that cost like hundred and fifty dollars each and up, depending which they had so many with the air cooled and this. Or sheet metal mm-hmm. and oh glass and a little hit like literally like what a few dollars to manufacture make a couple bucks yeah I, like, I, you know i i, like, I made about oh, i made about 20 today, of them because i was oh, you, could, sheet metal. you could get it shipped here from china cheaper but in those days there was a sheet metal guy you contracted and he bet out the the That's order nice. and sprayed them and and yeah, that was that was pure profit, right? You you probably had ten bucks in and sold it for two hundred. Is Ghetto Jesus? I, a, I will profit? still buy a. I will still Ghetto buy Luminar three hoods for fifty bucks a pop. Huh. Is that Ghetto Jesus? For it's single Luminar I three like, hoods. I, I like the these hoods blockbusters. The way that the the square the the. Yeah, they they those are decent hoods. I think every time Jorge lights a joint, this song just magically plays. I don't know what song you're playing. Uh, crickets. I don't know. Well, that's good. We don't want any strikes. Right? Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Yeah. Don't <laughs> show. Um, yeah, I thought that was a rule. <laughs> I'm enjoying this Acapulco Gold. It's go. not super flavorful. It's 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 got flavor and it's got a surprisingly kind of almost cakey flavor, but the high is great on it. And I've heard that it's a pretty I, I think maybe I don't know, this was either top shelf or next to it. It's very confusing at THC. They've got like five or six or seven different categories, and several of them are almost the same price. So anyway, it was in the top shelf area, but the Yeah, the high is great. Like goofy and silly, but I also feel like lit. It's nice old school high. I like it. Fuck, I didn't get a chance to ask Jorge what he thought of the old strains versus the new strains. He mentioned he smoked the Super Silver Haze NL5 Cross, but I didn't get a chance to ask him anything else. He he did say that a noon safety meeting would be perfect time for him to join. That's what we were trying to do, but he actually wanted to do... We'll figure it out in the future. Perhaps he thought, time. you know, because a lot of times probably people that interview people like that are dumbasses and you don't want to be there for an hour. You know, you want to be there for five minutes and then leave, basically. So hopefully he discovered positively that we're not dumbasses and hopefully he'll come back. But I don't know. We were trying to figure out which time would work out because I wanted which, him which originally on the Wednesday the, uh, show. show start? Pardon? What time the show start? What time the show start? Uh, we started at, well, beca- basically we started, well, we started a little bit earlier, but we wanted to start for his 7.30 in the morning. And so that was his idea. We could always do it a little bit later. We, the problem then is, though, that if we do his 9 o'clock or something, then it basically is like our midnight, for example, now. Like, we'd start the show Perfect now. Perfect time for me, bro. Fuck yeah, let's go. Well, yeah, Koski and me will be doing a great show in the middle of the night. Oh, uh, hell yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> the noon and show Bud would will be. be <laughs> yeah, Brock, I'm broadcast good right on my channel. Let's go. You have no problem with that. I'm at all. good to like three a.m. Nine thirty. That's usually nine. I fall out. What we might have to do is we might have to do the noon show a couple hours early one week, because I think he said that nine o'clock uh, where he is is a little bit late actually. So seven's a little too early. Nine's a little bit late. So well, we he said he's nine nine hours ahead. Yes. Nine hours right. is what he said. That's yeah. it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. One of these days, I want to get Mila back on the show. I want to get some other. We want to, you know, we were talking about Spanish breeders. There's a few Ash English Green. breeders oh, yeah. out there. Uh, Humboldt Seed Org uh, is out in Austria now. Now they're finally legal, so it might be nice to talk to them. They're responsible for a ton of stuff, OGKB and all kinds of stuff that uh, Platinum Yeti that I always talk about. That's obviously not famous for other people. It was famous for me. Um, they'd be awesome to talk to. Fuck yeah! I like when people have guests on like like that because it's like, oh shit, you know, especially like you know him. And I was like, oh man, I've been reading his books for fucking years. That's, that's, that's it's, it's awesome to have him. Yeah, I mean, uh, my standard thing kind of applies, and I don't mean to be, be an asshole about it, but it is a little bit frustrating because when I do get <coughs> guests like that, I don't get a single new subscriber. I don't know if you guys realize this, but the show is not monetized or anything like that. Basically, I get those guests because it's fun. That's pretty much all there is. Like, I literally got one new subscriber in the last month. The, the channel is so freaking pigeonholed that I got one new subscriber. And I think I even know that subscriber personally. That's kind of even almost more insulting. I mean, thankfully, that person subscribed. But it's, like, even more insulting. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm Ladies in the same gentlemen. boat you are, bro. Tell the last two years. Your fucking two years, man. friends. Tell your... And by the way, Florinugs uh, suggested that I change the, the channel name to the show. So we'll see if that has any benefit. Hopefully it does. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, tell your friends, if you guys enjoy this kind of show, if you want to see people like Jorge on here, if you guys want to see other breeders on here, if you guys want to see intelligent conversation, because I would like to think anyway that we had a fairly intelligent conversation with uh, Jorge. I think you would agree. Pretty rare, honestly, in the cannabis world. I'm not going to say it's unheard yeah. of, but it's pretty fucking rare. You know, the, the the list of people who know what they're talking about in cannabis and can also talk about it and can get those people on their you know on their shows and stuff and have an engaging converse, conversation. It's not a whole lot of people. Let's let's put it that way. You can count those people on one hand. I would like to think, ladies and gentlemen, this show is pretty unusual. So please, honestly, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your other uh, weed smokers, weed tokers, whatever. Tell your bud tender. You know, if you're angry at your bud tender for not knowing the difference between Steve's and Indica's, have them watch the show. Perhaps they. It was, pretty, it was pretty amazing when he was talking about how many books have been sold, Straight up, how dude. many different yeah. languages. I mean, like millions. Yeah. Fucking no. Like honestly, he was being a little bit modest because nuts. honestly, he yeah, has probably 100%. sold hundreds of thousands. Because don't don't forget, uh, uh, whatever copies are uh, bought, they get uh, passed around, especially in the past. Remember on the old the uh, the roll it up and stuff, the forums, they were passing around his books. I want to say with. Uh, his books and Ed Rosenthal's books with the clones. So as they were passing around the forum cut, they were also passing that book around, right? They were passing your mom around too. Well, that's, I, I mean, uh, th that's a good one actually, Ryan. <laughs> that's actually solid. That's solid right there. That's he was like, good. damn, can't, can't complain with <laughs> Ryan doesn't yeah. chime in that often, but when he does, the, the comments are usually about poop, but then every <laughs> once in a while there's something. He's the most Right. Uh, but no, seriously though, like uh, uh, they were passing around his uh, uh, books. Basically, how do I say that? You'd buy one copy, and like ten people would read it, or fifty people would read it, or something. You know. So each one of those books basically got disproportionately more uh, uh, eyeballs than the 
Am I making any fucking sense? I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like Samizdat, like the the forbidden Western freaking uh, uh, news, basically from the West, literally from you know Germany and UK and whatever. It gets smuggled into to freaking Russia and Poland and whatever, you know, beyond the Iron Curtain. And sometimes, gets, literally, like they would rewrite down. it on freaking you know newspaper and crawl it up someone's asshole, whatever, so they can get it in. And they would read that shit because it was the only way they could actually get the real sort of the the real. The, the, I always say the real intelligence, but that was from, that was, Brad Pitt says that in the one fucking Burn After reading. I cannot stop laughing at that movie. 20 it came ago. out of their asshole and you could read that shit. That's Those it. That's just it. That's it. Where'd you, did you pull that out of your ass? Yes. That's like a sign of quality. Fucking great, finally. I'm just thinking about how, how funny, yeah, that, how bizarre that is. Like what we think of, like, oh, that's information you pull out of your ass. But what if you actually pulled, like, uh, yeah, Western I mean, yeah. intelligence from your ass. <laughs> That's the only yeah. way that you could get it. Like not Western intelligence, so, but like so a Western that newspaper. The, 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 like, the like New York Times, you pull it out of your ass in fucking Same Eastern shit. Poland during yep. the communist. Isn't that interesting? Anyway. Yeah, we say a lot of weird fucking things like that. But fucking, who, what? Who are you butt fucking? You know, I mean, it's like weird shit like that. Like just most random shit. In your mom's case, everybody. Just, you know, exactly. <laughs> You see or, it? Tell us, it shows me 20 bucks. All right. I like, I like that this show is still connected to the Jorge episode. So this is still I technically the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was this show, this show maybe is, is quality. Maybe you should cut it yeah. and restart oh, it. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I don't get any new subscribers, no matter how hard I beg. <laughs> So yeah, the, the, these guests and stuff pretty much are for me, and I, hopefully you guys enjoy as well. So, Captain, isn't June the month that Thailand uh, legalized cannabis? Like any day now? Shit, you guys don't know what's going on, do they? Hold on one second. So we went from like five hundred. I don't know where it's coming from. Mute me, please. There are services on the North Net that you could go to where you exchange that piece of gold. Well, it turns out the F Somebody's Binance. I just heard that Binance is getting indicted. Uh I'm trying to remember when that it was Bubble Man's channel. He got hacked by like some Binance scammer like two years ago. That was rough too because even Bubble Man had like what a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand subscribers. Even he couldn't get his channel back for like six weeks. That was pretty messed up. When we get a strike, it'd be like fucking three months. That should be suck. Ridiculous! The rules. The newspaper came straight out of his ass. That's that's where it came from. Hillbilly, Hillbilly Herb. That's how they knew it was true. That's how they knew it was the good stuff. <laughs> It reminds me of that part. No, it was it Harold and Kuma. And the guy's like, you know, what I think about your contract. And he like goes wipe his ass. And he goes, God, why is your ass so dirty? And he's like, don't ask questions. You don't want to know. You don't want to know the answer. Because like he like wipes his ass. He like throws at him. He's like, oh, what the fuck? He like puts two fingers in his nose. He's like, Jesus. Christ. You know what's what ridiculous? I have never seen the Harold and Kuma. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You got a fucking oh man! You and it's shit. at this point, it's like fuck. Those movies are how old? Yeah, he, I don't know if I should like, watch them or not. He's interrogating them, and he fucking dumps a whole jar of pennies on there. He's like, "Huh? How you like that?" And it two Jewish guys. And you know what? Like, part of it is fuck? that I'm jealous of White Castle. I'm not jealous of White Castle. We have good burgers here too, but I kind of miss White Castle from time to time. It's nice to get like a tray of steamed burgers. Call me a little child. I don't know, but so every time I see those movies, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I'd like a White Castle burger right now. 
Yeah, I had to have White Castle one time, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm not impressed. Fucking not impressed at all. Uh, they are just a steamed bun. They're just a, just a steamed burger, pretty much. They're not really that remarkable. Uh, they do steam them over onions, which is kind of nice, but if you don't like onions, that's not going to be a good thing for you. Uh, but other than that, it's basically a steamed burger. Yeah. It's not, I would say, I would, you know, people disagree, but I would say In-N-Out is a far better burger. There's a lot of, you know where I haven't gone to yet? Uh, uh, hopefully Captain 420's uh, got that sorted out. Uh, Shake Shack just opened up a store here in town, right across from Powell's, actually. I gotta go there. Uh, I've wow. been to Powell's, ironically, but I haven't had a chance to go to Shake Shack. Anyway, they're supposed to be really good. We'll see. We don't have we don't have In and Out. We don't have Shake Shack. I don't, uh, I don't think uh, we have like fucking like crack. Everyone crack on, on the West Coast, they're like, oh, In and Out, bro. It's like the it's like the West Coast Shake Shack. So we'll see. Huh. I don't know. More like Man, McDonald's. I Wendy's. love that Fuck shake, guys. Your mom just puts meat down Wonder Bridge for me. Oh, your Ooh. mom's got a nice shake too. Honestly, Ryan. Yeah. Buttering up that Wonder Bridge with some Miracle Whip. That's right, baby. That wasn't as solid as Ryan's contribution, though. I have to be honest. That was pretty funny, still. Cheers, Mr. Toad in the chat. Your uh, mom's in here. Uh, Mr. Toad's just helping out mom and chilling. Respect. Cheers, uh, Mr. Toad. Respect back. Uh, Mr. Toad, I hope you got the, uh, or I hope you got a chance to listen to uh, uh, Jorge Cervantes. Cool guy. Really, honestly, a nice guy. Um, what was I going to say? Three minutes and counting. Three minutes and counting. counting. Oh, well, <laughs> Thankful, Thankfully, someone is watching. Uh, two two minutes. Two minutes. Today. Sorry. Uh, although to be honest, Ryan caught the last one. I want to say so. People have been catching the twenties, uh, but yeah, Mr. Toad, uh, Jorge was really nice, really, really nice guy. Uh, so a little scary, honestly. When when you when you think about the way he described the, I mean, it's not, it shouldn't be unsurprising. It shouldn't be surprising to us, but it is a bit bleak when you hear about the massive pheno hunts the ma obviously massive corporate backing blah 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 this kind of soullessness of it where it's literally a uh, proof of concept and then they bounce off to the next thing it could be fucking artichokes for all they care uh it is a bit disconcerting to hear all of that stuff you know none of us is guaranteed a place in anything i guess you know none of us is guaranteed a place in cannabis certainly but it is a little bit disconcerting when you hear about sort of yeah, I don't know. Maybe the soullessness of it. I don't, I don't know. What would, what kind of wild that. Uh, kind of wild that they were able to. Uh, well, there's the corporate side of it, and then it's like giant, giant, right? Yeah. It's like giant, yeah. massive amounts. But then he's saying it's not even legal. So it's like, where the hell are they doing all this? Yeah, exactly. It's like, pull, pull, pull fifteen thousand pounds out of your ass. Holy shit! I've heard the rumors enough times that I think they're true, and I've heard them from enough sources that I think they're true. That basically the the tobacco companies have had underground breeding facilities basically with okay. weed doesn't Wouldn't sound like it would be but i mean at the same time those guys have regulatory capture up the ass in kentucky and wherever yeah, who's gonna bust marlboro i mean seriously who the fuck is gonna bust marlboro in virginia or kentucky or somewhere right yeah it's like so like interest. they could sure, probably sure just have right. fucking fields of weed and then nobody would give a shit you know like i don't know i don't know so the universities are studying that shit too or they're crossing and making and realistically, this is kind of the unfortunate part about pharmaceuticals and everything else is that actually the majority of research comes from universities and then it gets monetized by fucking Merck and Pfizer and whatever the shit. And they just put a little bit of polish and figure out how to put it into a pill. And then the rest of it basically is uh, actually done by the university. So the truth be told, maybe all the cannabis research will be done at Oregon State University and wherever else, you know, in the future. Who knows, man? Who knows? It's interesting. I don't know. I wonder if Mr. Toad's probably chilling, but I wonder what he thinks in the chat. Uh, might be a long answer. Maybe he doesn't want to 
I just put him in. Mr. Shelley, you feel free to re relax if you want to. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is disconcerting. I don't know. That what was the company that he told us about? I guess we should uh, research these people in the future. Uh, got a tab here open somewhere. Pure Holdings. Pure Holdings AG. Uh, advanced Cannabis. That's what we do. Together combining expertise with technology and enhancing production based on science. We've definitely got fancy is, uh, photographs of somewhat mediocre plants, but that's okay. Um, yeah, what Flora just got done saying about, like, you know, it, it's it's illegal over there, and yet that many clones, and that, yeah. that that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's messed up. I mean, money talks, bullshit walks, I guess. Yeah, I guess you just go, hey, turn the other cheek, you know what I mean? Money hey, talks more everything else walks, apparently. We're about to see that here in Thailand. Because yeah, so. from what I'm yeah. understanding is August is when they plan to sit down and change some things. Huh. Uh, we really don't know what's going to go on. I suggested to one dispensary to put a sign up and even write on the windows, uh, medical dispensary. Cannabis well, medical dispensary. And put on there, no, put on there that you give a discount to medical patients. No, it's not legal. It's just they, they kind of, it's a big gray area. They, 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 they criminalized. <laughs> yeah, they decriminalized it. We already but had but medical no regulation, zero regulation, then, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because every time one side wanted to put like the tax on it and things like that and put more regulations on it, the other side shot it down. Huh. So they couldn't get anywhere. Uh, probably had something to do with money. Well, you would figure that Don't forget if the one cultural side is conservatism. trying to impose yeah. tax, you know, I was just reading about this. Uh, on it. I was just reading about this the other day, that, and we forget to mention this, that actually one of the big uh, impetuses of... Uh, impetuses, I think, of weed criminalization around the world was actually a pervasive anti-immigrant sense that spread around the world, actually much like fascism and everything else, kind of political movements. Uh, uh, Jorge was talking about how uh, the Spanish government now is uh, right-wing. Well, actually, a lot of right-wing governments have been popping up from Brazil to Hungary to even now Germany, the, what is it, AFP or whatever, has this like crazy high uh, 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 percentage now. The world Cheers, folks. Uh, the world follows these weird trends. Anyway, so long story short, in like the 20s and 30s, I guess, there was a lot of immigration worldwide because there was industrialization and everything else. And oh. wouldn't you know it, all these countries around the world had this kind of xenophobic sense of like, oh, fuck those wherever, you know, people from somewhere else. And a lot of those people from somewhere else brought weed with them. A lot of those people were laborers and, you know, laborers at the end of the day, they want to relax, they want to chill out, they want to feel good. And so, you know, weed helps with that. So coincidentally, uh, and of course, a lot of those laborers actually were, you know, brown and black people. And those, those people actually traditionally did grow weed around them. 
So yeah, it was a, a, an easy thing to ban, basically. In the U.S., it was the brown people and the hippies and the, the, the lefties, and everywhere else it was, I guess, also, you know, the lefties and the brown people. Fucking dumb, isn't it? When you think Get a haircut. It. Dude, it's, and it's just so dumb, and over such a simple thing. I don't, I don't understand why people can't just chill out a little bit more. I don't know. We had a little bit of the, in the chat here a second ago, and I was like, what's going on here? Uh, because uh, here we're talking about weed. We're not talking about like the fucking your, your genitals or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who you are or where you come. Let's, we talk about weed here. Um, I don't know where. I, it's Acapulco Gold. Really, it, it gets my freaking brain going in five different directions. Genitals. I don't get that high, but I get the right kind of high. <laughs> this Acapulco Gold is the shit. I like it. I need a cut of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I really do. I need a cut of this. This is good stuff. Because this is, this is the kind of stuff I think a lot of people would enjoy. Uh, this is not maybe the high for everybody because some people like to be uncomfortably high, right? I don't necessarily always like to be uncomfortably high. There's a time and a place for that. For example, now is not the time for me to be uncomfortably high. But now is definitely time for me to be maybe a little bit more focused. So maybe Acapulco Gold is not the right fucking weed for this show. But it is definitely the right weed for just like doing stuff around the day. It's, the, it's Oh, it feels great. Yeah. Lots of giggly ideas. Good shit. Wow. That's right. Winning. No, it's good shit. I enjoy this high. This is good stuff. I definitely lose my train of thought, though, a lot. That's kind of annoying. <laughs> fucking love that. I mean, you're like, ah, oh, shit. I don't even fuck I was talking about. Something I just, safe, I've, like, I've come yeah, to terms no with idea. it on this show, yeah. Long, long time ago, I used to be embarrassed, but now I'm just like, eh, it's, dude, it's a show. I don't, I don't, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they call it dope, bro. Pretty much. Well, it is, dude. Sure. <coughs> I've thought the same thing, actually. That basically you call people dopes, and so dope must mean that you're basically getting doped up, right? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've thought the same thing. I'm not sure if I mean, that's true. Thing, like pipe dope. I wonder how we would look it up. We could totally ask the AI. The AI like, why is dope called all. dope? Like heroin is called heroin because it's a goddamn. What's that, right? Like so don't ask Nightbot because Nightbot doesn't know. Nightbot doesn't know a goddamn thing. There, I said it. It's gonna time you order something, job, bro. That's a nice design. I actually just noticed, Ryan. I think you've done a little bit different design on that one. Uh, this one's been around for a while. I just fucking need to touch it up, finish it. it. But I see the, uh, well, I don't know, almost Tibetan design or something. Yeah. It's a narwhal, if you look at it right. Uh, old school Reddit fans will remember the phrase, the narwhal bacons at midnight. Well, Reddit is going through some freaking uh, growth pains. They're trying to IPO, and uh, they keep getting downgraded for value, which is probably very disconcerting for them, but fuck them, honestly. Uh, they are basically, uh, uh, what do they just do? They raise the cost of the API from basically free to a huge amount per click. And so now, for example, all the most popular Reddit browsing 
apps, literally the way that most people browse Reddit, are going to become unaffordably expensive. So, for example, one of them is uh, Apollo. Uh, you, uh, one of them used to be Alien Blue. That was the most popular, but Reddit actually bought Alien Blue and then integrated in the ad and then fucked it up completely. <laughs> and so people left and started to use other stuff. Uh, Apollo is one of them. I'm sorry, what is it fucking called? Whatever the fuck I just called it again. Thank you, Acapulco Gold, for being awesome. Anyway, <laughs> that dude just said that his uh, costs are going to go to $20 million a year now. And he makes good money, but he doesn't make $20 million good money. So yeah, he's basically toast. And, and a lot of people are pissed now because essentially it means that Reddit, as we know it, is going to be just like, gone in the next, like in the next month, too. How many times have I said on this show, like, oh, I found something on Reddit. We're going to have to go back to books and shit, dude. We're going to have to go back to the library. I'll be like, oh, fuck, I found this amazing factoid at the library. (laughs) 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 Fuck, they don't even have the Dewey Decimal System anymore. We learned that shit for nothing. Card catalog, motherfucker. It's bullshit. Totally bullshit. That's right, man. The card catalog, and we had to write that. Oh, man, all that was for nothing. Now it's just alphabetized. ISBN numbers or whatever the hell? I think they still have those. I think they still have those, but uh, I remember my favorite author, Isaac Asimov, was the only author, at least at that time, to have a book in every category of the Dewey Decimal System. And I do remember thinking, I wonder who he killed at Dewey Decimals to make sure that he was able to put a book in every single category. But uh, what's his quote that's on that fucking podcast all the time? I can't nerd out quite as hard as I want to right now. Dr. Keith, what is it like? There's a. Yeah, I'm just fucking mumbling. Like a Dr. <laughs> Keith or something like that? It's pretty much the show. Yeah. Watch the show. Dr. <laughs> Keith. The name I want to say was a character from Growing Pain, not Growing Pains. That was from the one with Michael J. Fox or something. He was some famous yeah. psychologist in one of the sitcoms, Doctor Keaton. Moonlighting, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that Bruce Willis? I don't even know. Fucking Quantum Leap. I have no idea. No, I I highly recommend Acapulco Gold. It does make you a little bit stupid. Yeah. Though. Joe Pietri for a thousand. Yeah, right? I mean, that's the real answer. <laughs> we all know that he invented weed and lights. Uh, what else? That's fucking today's uh, daily double. That's right. Every string I wonder, you I bet, enjoy. I, I bet he just fucking hates uh, uh, Jorge. I wonder, actually. Because remember, he hates the Dutch lighting guys. I think, I want to say that he may have talked. No, he, he, he talked shit about fucking. He talked shit about on. basically everybody except for Subcool. You should invite him on. He seemed really entertaining. I have to be honest. I could, I could probably get that. Yeah. You, you know, you know why he does that? Because he's been on Eagle Show too much. Why he does what, Captain? Is with the sub cool stuff. I think the first time he came on there, maybe first because he's been on there on Eagles like five or six. Yeah, times. The first time he's kind of a jabbing, but he was a little soft. But it was like soft jabs. Yeah. Went shadow box and the soft jabs. Nice. It's kind of amusing, isn't it? When you think about it, like guy basically everybody thinks everybody's a fucktard except for Subcool. Yeah. 
mean, I have to be honest. I think a lot of people oh, fuck tarts too. I don't really say it that often, but there's a lot of breeders that are fuck tarts, straight up. I'm surprised more people don't acknowledge it. Actually, yeah. What if they got that hot fire? <laughs> a lot of people don't. Now that's kind of the most annoying thing. Like I don't know. I can't even count the amount of times I've heard. Oh, so-and-so who I thought was awesome or whatever, because, you know, I've heard nothing but good things from my friends or something. And then I'll be, I'll hear from a friend of mine that's actually grown their gear, someone who I actually respect their opinion. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I grew pretty much every one of their strains, and gosh, they didn't taste like anything. I'm like, oh, what about the signature strain, like the, the one that they're really known for? Yeah, no, it was, it was not that good. I didn't keep any. That's, that's enlightening, you know? And then you hear that a couple times, and you're like, why is that breeder popular? But... I don't know. Whatever. I guess that's how it is. It's weird. I guess that will go away. That has to go away when you know when when you hear about the huge companies that are probably coming, like Jorge described. I mean, they probably are, especially on the agricultural scale. I mean, let's be honest. I really focus uh, on the home grow aspect, which is probably stupid because that is the overwhelmingly minority element of all of the cannabis seeds to ever futurely be made. Right. What am I trying Future to say? Future leading isn't a word. No, but at least it, 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 was it sounded good. It was it was a, it was a nice word. Right as, as I said, it, it was fun to say. Um, uh, I pass leave for for, for myself. I don't know. Hey, uh, time and space might be a fiction anyway, Ryan. Isn't that interesting? We have uh, place cells that have evolved not not just humans basically all maybe even all animals essentially because many animals can locate themselves in a in a three-dimensional space right because that helps with finding mates and food and shit and your bed you know where you sleep and whatever where you poop uh but basically those place cells might be an artifact of the fact that we live in a three-dimensional like environment like water and stuff and we are not evolved enough for example to be some kind of four-dimensional being or whatever so we basically evolved like a conception of space and time just because we live in space and time that sounds like i'm making that up and that's meaningless but it's like it's not a distinction without a difference it means like basically we are inventing space and time by the fact that we don't live in a slightly more complex dimension you can space imagine and time it. might be fictional basically i just think like you know we could I'll be all in a dream state right now and then when we go to sleep we're actually awake that's a theory there's a theory that we're basically all a uh well there's a couple theories that we're all basically that we our entire universe is uh, a vacuum bubble uh basically and could poof out of existence anytime <laughs> uh but there's I mean, also theories that we're just the simulation pretty much that's, a, that's think a about think about how like really. like um like deja vu you know you also need daydream for a second it feels like you've been you know thinking uh, a whole bunch of much times crazy. Koski, that's the I thought it might have been the math. I mean, yeah, you know, maybe that I don't too. know. That too. Yeah. Shit. I write about that. Do no, I, I actually? No, no. In fact, um, I watched a, a documentary called Waking Life, though, and um, it's, yeah, it's actually shit. really, yeah, it's really, really, really good shit. Actually, I've been watching. I'm not familiar it. with I've, Waking Life. Is that the Asian aliens guy, or is it legit? Came out, no, it came out like 2001. No. You need to watch it. If you've never seen yeah. it, you may really you actually... You'll think a lot it. of shit differently. I watched it trip in a lot of different times, but... 
watch it straight, it's still like, whoa, holy fuck. Did you never watch the Zeitgeist movies? Came out yeah, in yeah, Zeitgeist. Yeah. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Zeitgeist. It's, like, it's, it's an amazing film. Life. Yeah. Zeitgeist, whatever. I'm sorry. Experiment. No, it's all right. Just uh, I got made fun of years ago for saying uh, uh, Franz Joseph Bonhoff. And you're supposed to say Franz Joseph. Insert jerk off motions, exactly right. Uh, yeah, 100%, Flora, 100%. I mean, just like, oh, 100%. Uh, Richard Linklater, all right, might actually be a good movie. Good director. Even written by Richard Linklater. Holy shit, an unnamed young man lives in an, an ethereal existence that lacks transitions between everyday events and eventually progresses towards an existential crisis, he observes quietly, but later participates actively in philosophical discussions involving other characters, ranging from quirky scholars and artists to everyday restaurant goers and friends about such issues as metaphysics, free will, social philosophy, and the meaning of life. Other scenes yep. do not even That's include the protagonist's <laughs> presence, but rather focus on a random isolated person. I, I like it already. I'm going to have to check it out. Honestly, and it's uh it's it's drawn over by four different artists too so it's um it's like like taken as like a move like you know like like an interview uh, you know with a regular camera and then yeah and then they, they draw over and it's fucking trippy as fuck dude really, really cool yeah, check it out. but the words you, know, you just gotta listen to it though it's like wow holy shit did you know rob it's zombie illustrated the scene in the beavis and butthead movie where they eat mescaline or, or peyote, I mean. No. I, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, yeah, they, they eat peyote in, in the desert, and they start tripping balls. And yeah, uh, yep. and all of a sudden, White Zombie's playing in the background. You don't even realize it, but fucking... Yeah, Rob yeah, Zombie, yeah. they grew that, the whole sequence there. Yeah, I think it was sick. He did some crazy commercials, too. Like, like he did like some like detergent commercials that were just like dark and dreary. Fucking, I don't know, it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, Rob Zombie's a... Uh... Yep. Good shit. My mom bought me the tape Las Exercito back in like when I was like in fourth grade or something like that. Not realizing that like when you open the cover up it's all like naked chicks and shit. That's pretty amusing. But she only bought me that. Yeah. Well it was a good it was like cartoon covers it was like cartoon on the front, you know. She's like, Oh, that's a cartoon. It must be a I don't know. <laughs> Heavy metal. <laughs> Same way I got introduced to fucking old dirty bastards returning to the thirty six chambers when I was fucking ye lad little lad. And my first CD was I think it was like fucking uh, uh, it's dark and hell is hot by DMX, but it was from Walmart, so it was edited. That shit sucked. It was, it was a great CD, but it was like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's all I heard the whole time. Damn. Speaking of Reddit and old music. Uh, there was a story about Redman today uh, and how he was talking about how uh, he basically uh, what exposed or whatever that MTV Cribs was a fucking lie and that MTV Cribs would basically rent mansions for the celebrities that they would you know pretend live there basically what? and his real? episode yeah yeah and his episode <laughs> was like hilarious. legendary because it was at his imp- <laughs> it was at his apartment basically in the hood but he just had a bunch of nice shit <laughs> and like yeah. one of his relatives is sleeping on the floor as they walk through it and that was his real house that was his real place he still he's like there. I'm a real motherfucker he had like all kinds of nice shit he had like cat but but he had like dollar bills and yeah, like drum machine yeah drum <laughs> machines all kinds of shit I remember 
but he was in the that was legit. That's how people like, like that he, lived. And he's then like, all yo, the, yeah, yeah, all the mansions right over, and stuff. Step right over. Oh, I respect him more now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Telling you how it really is. I really want to smoke with Red Man Method Man. Oh, I'm sure that would I be I think great. they would yeah. be hilarious. Yeah. Man. I saw a uh, thing the other day. Was it on fucking TikTok or something like that or whatever? But when uh, when it, I think it was um, Method Man was at a concert or whatever else. But the sign language lady was going. And he was like, yeah, like like hell yeah, like look at this chick going because she was like signing it all out. And he was like, oh shit, like he just loved it. It was a good moment. It'll probably pop on one of you guys fucking things now. Now I just talked about it, but. I hope yeah. someone's OCD's getting really ticked off right now. What happened? I'm just a fucking dick. I don't know. What, what, me and me already knew that, but what, what happened? Yeah, who's getting <laughs> pissed off? We, I, I, I didn't quite hear it. No, I, I said someone with OCD might oh, be said. Gotcha. Oh, because your wheel is off center or something? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that's that why she's got anxiety? Fuck. Oh. Damn it. Hold on, it's all. I thought it was Someone's going to send hate mail. <laughs> they should send it to uh, at Ryan. The candy table. At Ryan, the wheel guy, uh, dot Minnesota dot edu, probably. <laughs> I, was, I actually had something that I was going to send you. Ryan, fucking wheel guy. Ryan and I had, a, I had it boxed guy. up and fucking... Yeah, but was it cookies, and then you realized you wanted to eat them? No, it was a fucking like a cleaning tray, oh. and I was I was emptying my truck out at my fucking storage unit, and I fucking I accidentally left it on my hood like a baby, like you do with babies, and I fucking then it fell off. The fucking... God, I thought yeah, you were gonna no, say it melted time. in the sun. That would have been that would have been interesting. <laughs> He's like, no, I just left a baby on my hood and fucking drove away. <clears throat> God damn! In fact, right. he left it on his hood alongside a baby. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, go. that's why he did it because the baby was like a total prick, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm out of here." You know, yeah. it's like, "Fuck, I'm strapping into the fucking roof." <coughs> I meant to say roof, but I, I said hood instead because I'm mm-hmm. a little bit stoned. Right. Yeah, yeah. Really, dicky. That's the way to be. I guess so. Fuck. I didn't really ask Jorge about his favorite high. I guess we can assume that he prefers an uplifting kind of a, a, a high more than a stone. But I'm, I'm curious, right? He did say NL5. That's a little bit heavier hitting than the haze. Uh, I don't know. I would, I, honestly, I would say the NL5 is still more of an uplifting high than, than like a sedative high, but I guess that's arguable. Northern Lights, I mean, number one or number five. I mean, they both have different effects. But I don't think I've had the number one. Yeah, because I don't remember which direction, but they go from least Afghan to most Afghan. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, or the other way around. I've only ever had the number five. I got a bunch of five haze, and then I thought it was the other way. It might be. It might be right. TKO. And I'm like, hey, line one. 
Well, if I knew which way this was going to go, we could find out because I have them all. Supposedly, again. Grom? That's fun. I have an well, NL2 that I've for a long time from a yeah. friend that has been growing it for 20 years. Sweet. The big yield. Right on, bud. Yeah, it's kind of got a little jack thing going on, but it's NL2. Hmm. So that's more Skunk Afghan number one and Northern, Northern, Northern Lights number one times Skunk number one. What the hell is yeah. that, though? It's NL2. I don't know about it being Afghan hmm. guys, but. The ones I just popped are 2013 Mr. Nice and 5A's. You actually got good germ on those, didn't you? Yeah. That's awesome. Those should how'd, be good seeds. How'd you uh, germinate them? In soil. Just throw them in there? Yeah. Well, yeah, so I got, yeah. Grow. Shit, yeah. Out in the sun, something like that? Or oh, I kind of got like a couple of different systems I use, but like this right here, I've got some jelly bean and blueberry by blueberry muffin. And I've got this uh, dollar store container jelly thing. Jelly bean here. by blueberry muffin. That's going to be flavorful. And uh, in here, I've just got these Dixie cups with some uh, peat moss and a little bit of a uh, compost and a little bit of uh like when i when i and I, I i keep wetting it down with uh like a compost extract or like just worm castings that i fucking poured water through pretty much humic acids or whatever nice you put do you put them on heat or do you have like a uh, no i, I just keep them i keep them kind of warm like um at night i'll if, if it's about door still I'll put a blanket at over at night he like sits that. on them koski like a like a mother bird but oh but yeah. I, I think, <laughs> So I, I take this top and the, way that, the way that these lids are, um, I can put it on upside down and it gives me just a little bit of room for them to where they'll just maybe touch that top by the, you know, by the time that all the other ones come in. But I planted, I planted these three days ago and they're looking a little bit, they're not as dark and green as I would like to see, but. Looks like they're all coming up. Nah, just, just, just piss on them, bro. You'll be alright. That's all that matters. But sometimes I'll like when I did pallets of them, like I would take like seventy-two cell trays and put um lay uh, just like a uh, plastic dro drop cloth they call it, but it's like just really thin plastic fucking. You can get big sheet, big rolls of it at the dollar store. Just lay that over the top, or just you know take saran wrap or fucking really anything. And but um, I, don't, I like this blue because it fucking kind of make, slows them down a little bit. In my mind, I don't know if that's true or not. If the blue spectrum, it's got to be from a blue light or fucking. If you can trick plant. Well, I don't know how that works. Because <laughs> I'm. Hmm. But I, like, Why do you want to slow them down? Well, because I don't want them to hit the top and hurt themselves by the time all the other ones pop up. Uh, That's yeah. just the way that this particular little setup worked for me. A lot of times I'll take, I've got these, uh,
He's like, fuck it. I, I paint him glow in the dark and shit, and then bam. He just loves glow in the dark shit, yeah. These rubber made totes here. Um, I'll put up. Put him upside. He hasn't said poop once this entire show. Like I'm, I'm the only one that has actually said it. So it's, I'm, I'm all in favor. Go ahead. Well, I'll take these and I'll, I'll put them upside down. I'll put it upside down, and have my, like, a, like I use like a, like a wire fucking, um, a wire like basket type deal or whatever, or like Coca Cola flat trays, with the with the plastic mesh thing on the bottom. And uh, like these ones are just the right size for a for a um, solo cup. Sit up in here with the lid on it, and then I just I leave, I leave it you know half an inch or so below the top of the lid, so I can so they can grow pop up that little bit. But if it gets too hot, like like then I'll, uh, it depends on depends on the day and what I'm doing. If I can, you know. I'll kind of leave the lid off and keep spritzing them if I can be there all day long. But otherwise, hope and pray, and then it usually comes out. Fucking playing a whole bunch of papers. A little bit of holy water on there. Then, yeah, I planted a whole bunch of shit. A lot of peppers and shit to keep the deer away. Marigolds. Did Peppers keep the deer away? Uh, they can, yeah. Other, but I use them too for just uh, in that part of the like towards the end of the season when the, you know when the peppers will be ready. Um, I'll just take I'll take them and use that as part of my deterrent mixes. Huh. Like I, like I'll use like garlic powder and onion powder and hot sauce, fucking peppermint extract. I use that for like the raccoons or like I do. Fuck them all up. And I'll just, you know, I'll like just mm -hmm. do kind of like perimeter around my plants and shit. Not actually get it on the plant. Do you know that I'll raccoons devote something like 60% of their nervous system to the nerves in their hands? I mean, I wouldn't doubt they fucking stand up and hold Seriously, shit. They're, they're like, uh, uh, you know, humans are quite visual. Dogs are quite nasally oriented, right? They sniff everything, right? Uh, raccoons experience everything through their fucking hands. Really yeah, I seen a I seen a fucking raccoon rolling a blunt the other day. It was pretty crazy, bro. Dude, it's I mean it's not an exaggeration almost because have you ever seen those fuckers with their hands? They basically have human hands. It's really otherworldly when you see them, and they literally like they grab stuff and they like do they manipulate things. One of these days we'll be seeing a fucking raccoon like typing on an email, you know, typing emails or whatever. Catching but they, they great friends. They, I guess taxes you, you or take a aluminum foil and foil it up into a ball, and if you put Say if I had a bunch of uh, nails facing inward like this and inside of this thing, so it's like a funnel of nails. They would go, they'd go in there and they'd grab that piece of fucking shiny shit, and they would gnaw their, they wouldn't let go. For some reason, their their brain won't let them let go of it. So you'll, that's how you can catch a raccoon. They'll, they'll, they'll gnaw their hand off apparently before they'll let that's go of that terrible. fucking. That is fucking treasure. goddamn pretty bad. Holy shit. I thought fucking, hey, I am thinking cayenne peppers 
terrible. I think he's I like, think that was in like he's like, he's, he's like fucked up, make a like he's like I'm make not a in fucking favor of that ball. Anyway, yeah, I don't yeah, like that pinball at all. ball with fucking nails. Coming Once out. again, if I wanted to catch a raccoon, I just want to get rid of it. I don't want to fucking maim it for life. Well, I'm pretty sure, like I'm pretty sure I read that in a book when I was in elementary school. Dude, no, like, I understand. Like we used yeah, to treat raccoons shit. like I don't know the, my uh, not my relatives, I guess, but my neighbors down the way. Fuck! They used to shoot raccoons and like they'd kind of laugh if they were like just wing it. This is like horrified to think about it. Like you basically just wing a raccoon, and then the rest of its life, it's like suffering. Used to live next door to Cletus. I oh, have that a guy friend. Was a fucking, he was a. Sounds like you lived next door to Cletus. Very, uh, weirder than that, honestly. A uh, retired mailman who basically everybody knew sorted through their mail. Uh, he would steam everyone's mail. Uh, he had been on every single landing. The reason why he really was fucked up was that he had been on every single landing as a <clears throat> like an army accompaniment, I guess, or something to the Marines, <clears throat> but on the, in the Pacific. So he'd seen basically every single yeah. freaking horrifying battle you can possibly imagine, and it just messed the fuck out of him. So for the rest of his life, he wore uh, mittens in the 110 degree weather. He'd be wearing full mittens on his hand, not because his hands were burned. Like I actually got to see a couple times uh, his hands; they were normal. He just wouldn't like couldn't touch stuff anymore. It was just it might have been burned if he was fucking steam steaming those fucking envelopes, bro. Watch out! Oh, I don't even know. That guy was it, it, it got even weirder than that. Honestly, it was a fucking trip. Honestly, <laughs> but anyway, shit. That, that kind of he yeah, he was the guy that basically would. And honestly, an animal, well, kind of an animal lover, but animal sort of-ish lover, uh, except for raccoons. Hmm. Didn't, didn't fucking abide by raccoons. They're saying just break the raccoon's arms and they're fucked, right? No, dude, like, delighted in their suffering, honestly. Not even trying to get them put down or anything, just like... Just would laugh at their suffering somehow. It's weird to That's think about. Fucking it. Terrible. Know. It's like yeah. it's like fucking throwing. You know what I? Hand. You know what? Now that I think about it, that reminds me of one of my least favorite movies that I've seen in recent memory, and I'm, it pains me almost to say this, but I fucking hated the Garden, the Last Guardians of the Galaxy, the yeah. what, the third one. I fucking hated it. And one of the reasons why I hated it literally <laughs> was that I was not prepared for the amount of animal abuse in it. And I'm, I, oh, I'm dead ass. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like just full on, it. and it was gross, and it was excessive, and I was like, "This could have been avoided completely." I did not need to know any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I agree. Three. It did not really add to the story. I have to be honest, and it just made me feel like crap. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, dude. Yeah, yeah. They, they those movies did pretty fucking good. Those movies did pretty well. Yeah, but that one. Yeah. Yeah, I like the first yeah, exactly. two. I like the first two, but that one, that's kind of a dumpster fire. This is Netflix stuff you're talking about? No, it was a multi- no, it was a, a Marvel, it's like a million Marvel movie, movie or whatever. Or yeah, yeah. Um, still made like, some crazy amount of money. But it made way less than the first two, so you know, I'm not a total asshole. Uh, God damn, those birds are loud. Yeah, those are birds. I think those are goddamn birds. Yes, now that's the it's reason I have a fucking... Uh, I literally yeah, just muted him. That's the only reason why they... Yeah, here, oh, okay, ask to unmute, I guess I have to. That's yeah. annoying. He, he busted out a thing of fucking bear spray behind him. Fuck, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Goddamn. All right. I guess Damn. that makes sense that I can mute you, but I can't unmute you because that would be creepy. What if you were talking on the phone and I could secretly unmute you? That'd be weird. All right, that makes sense. Um, put, put, put the, put, put the uh, captions on. You can just hear everything you're saying. That's right. 
No, a secret AI mime comes up and gives you. It's probably possible, actually. This is the AI yeah, of Marcel Marceau. The AI is scary fucking good. Isn't I've it? Been playing with oh, I didn't have a chance to talk to you about that the other day. Yeah, yeah, you you uh, had a chance to play with it finally. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I Which had one did you like, play with? Uh, ChatGPT or what? Uh, let's see. It's OpenAI.ChatGPT. Mm, yeah. Google yeah, has one called Bard. That's 3.5. Yeah. The, 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 that's, the, the, only, that's the only one I've used before. The, the well, 4 is very, very good, but you have to either pay for it. You can technically access it through Bing, but Bing is heavily regulated. Basically, the ChatGPT version that Bing uses is ChatGPT 4.0, but it's heavily regulated by what uh, Bing is allowed to talk about, basically. Yeah, but I, um, I, I asked this thing, I asked this thing all kinds of fucking shit, mm -hmm. like the most oh, random, yeah. obscure shit. I ask it shit, I actually, you know, absolutely know the fucking answer to it. I'm like, how is this thing so fucking dead on? I mean, it literally like it, it's like the most advanced search engine like I it just with a, an intelligent search engine you know it's not just I've stopped using google like, yeah i only use google for direct shit that i know specifically which information i need to know but everything else if i want to know something i actually use the freaking bing yeah. yeah it's like i can see how um i mean i hate saying this but like that neuro mesh shit i can see how like that's going to be appealing to future generations mm. and not to us. Like we think it's fucking crazy. We don't want fucking chips in our brains and shit, but future yeah, generations. Might lot, there was a very right. interesting story the other day about how, uh, uh the, our understanding of alien intelligence or alien life may be completely flawed. And the fact of the matter is that we ourselves are right now on the cusp of an artificial intelligence revolution that we do not know the, the extent of, but it's uh, safe to say it's going to affect well, every part well. of our... Uh, don't scream, please. Uh, it, 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 there's, it's safe to say it's going to affect every single part of our lives in one way or the other. And so the the the, the person, uh, a futurist, I think it was... Anyway, he was a writer. I don't think he's a scientist, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he was talking about that the inevitable path of most alien civilizations will actually be automation and artificial intelligence whereby in other words they won't be flesh suits walking around coming to our planet they will be whatever robot interpretations maybe of their past selves maybe they once upon a time were flesh uh, as, uh, meat suits but they potentially basically roboticized themselves and then essentially created artificial life i mean after roswell and they crashed right and we dissect them and shit I mean, I'd send a robot too. There's actually some crazy shit going on right now. This might be fake, but uh, it's, it's on like the front page of Fox News and stuff. Uh, there's like a whistleblower. No, there's like a whistleblower talking about alien shit right now, and you know this stuff pops up every once in a while. But Fox News took it up like that. That that. Mm. Oh yeah, well, Fox News definitely. I mean, Fox true, is. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't know what to say about that one, but normally they don't actually like put total bullshit on their freaking page so we'll see just the other day that NASA put out like a three and a half yeah, I mean, they're, they're a little bit more truthful than like uh what do you call that thing that's in the grocery News store or, or some shit no 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 oh, the, 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 the fuck inquire yeah yeah the inquire oh yeah that, yeah ask inquire no inquire it's like uh all satire you know that, that national inquire fucking toby mcguire uh, shit okay it's not there right now was there you make me want to be a better person. They may have taken it down. Never mind. 
Aliens. Uh, let me look. Let me see. I think it was NAFTA. They just had like a three and a half hour alien conference. They're like they were talking about. I can't remember what it was all about. It was like they didn't break anything spectacular. Like they had a whole bunch of people speak. Fucking yeah, military whistleblower claims U.S. has UFO retrieval program. Yeah. It's on like uh, ex Pentagon UFO whistleblower government hiding aliens. Yeah, it's all over. Info wars. That's some Roswell shit right there. We'll see. A couple of years ago, even on the show we were talking about, a couple of years ago, there was a thing where they were like, oh, we uh, discovered phosphine and some, a bunch of basically phosphorus compounds on Venus, which are potentially Probably of Oh, and then it turns out they actually were wrong. What? What? You got Bob Lazar and his fucking. And what's the name? Discovered. They discovered your mama, Ryan. Ryan <laughs> discovered something and it turned out they didn't. It wasn't actually discovered. It's mm. bullshit. A couple of years ago. Yeah, chasing the stars into institute or whatever the fuck. The what? what? Yeah, what? The guy that the guy that yeah. he's like the Blink One Eighty Two singer or something like that. He like runs an alien fucking. Oh, I know. Oh, I kind of know what you're talking about. Sounds like it sounds like a cult to me. No, but. he's not. He's actually. Oh fuck, I can't remember. He's he's actually he's right about that. I don't remember the whole story though. Uh, that's about all. <laughs> I don't know, he rubs shoulders with generals and shit and fucking knows all the secrets about where they're keeping the lizard people and shit, I guess. The real the lizard people, huh? Holy shit. They're in the Denver airport, apparently, in the basement. Oh, nah. guess we're going to Denver. Let's go. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Little do you know. Right? Just fucking what happens in Denver stays in Denver, apparently. Huh? Have an omelet. You know why the aliens are here? To smoke our weed. That's why they're here. They're like, fuck, bro. We, we heard about that gelato. They're like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're like, shit sucks up there. Fucking from the planet, whatever the fuck, comes to Earth and we recommend weed to him. We're his weed sommeliers. What do you think we should recommend, gentlemen? What do we give? First toke of weed. Mind you, we don't know if it's going to kill him or what. We actually, we don't know. We have no idea what it's going to do. What are we going to do? like moon rocks. Give him some boof. That way, if he likes it, you can. I hate to say it, but I would say, I would say, if Flora's going to like this one, I would say Blue Dream. I would say Blue Dream. Yeah, dude. It's tasty. It's pretty good, but it's not super strong. So I feel like it's not going to kill. I mean, if if any weed is going to kill an alien, then it's probably going to kill him if it's Blue Dream anyway. But alien OG, if it's like, if it's like, I don't know, some OG is going to freaking murder that alien, that'd be bad. But like Blue Dream, I think it'd be fine. Blue Dream's amazing. You see? Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I got international ambassador weed. Fucking cotton balls. I like fucking two and a half weeks. Big giant cotton mm-hmm. balls. It's like mm-hmm. super fast to flip, easy to train, grows really well, yields really well. You can feed it anything. Easy to trim, cures well, smokes with, makes awesome hash. I mean, number one selling thing in the world, right? So a lot of a lot of when you look up a lot of strains. I, I was gonna say, I think that's a. Uh... The oldest profession. I hate it. It's okay. Uh, talking about your mama? It's the oldest profession? What are you talking about, man? Some people hate Coca-Cola. Number one selling soda in the world, Coca-Cola. Some people hate that. You know, I don't drink Coca-Cola. 
There's, there's so many different Coca-Cola products, though. Put out same thing with Pepsi. It's not my go-to. It's not my preferred. I used to like it when I was a kid, but it's, there's other better sodas now. Well, there was before. They, they had an orange Coca-Cola here before I left Thailand. There's a badass strawberry Dr. Pepper that's out now. Like Coca-Cola orange? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. That would be really good. I always like cherry Coke. So like yeah, orange like Coke, Coke, that would really enhance all the like citrusiness of that Coke. That would be that would be sick. That would be really nice. Huh. Orange cream Coke is awesome. shit. Yeah, quarter quarter bit of a fucking orange high C or a fucking Fanta, and then put the rest in Coke. Bam. Oh, do you, do you put put a little bit of milk in your in your Coke once and blow your mind. What the fuck? Get off the show. Uh, uh, Go yeah. away. <laughs> How do I delete those words from the internet? Milk He's like, put orange juice in Cheerios. It's really good. I've heard of milk and tea, which grosses me out enough. And I've accepted Pepsi. it just because, like, chai is a thing. But, like, milk and, like, Earl Grey. Blah. But milk no, and Coke. No, milk and, uh, milk and milk a little and bit of milk Pepsi. and Coke. Or in Pepsi or in orange soda. It, 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 it's, like, it's like cream, you know, like cream, root beer cream or something like that. Is this a but, is it, Does it like curdle in the in the freaking? Uh, no, because like so. My no, I mean, little brother, a, it'd be like a it'd be like almost fucking, like a fucking float, wouldn't it? I mean, if you think about it, right, you would have put like. Before, okay. My little brother was like a crackhead for 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 unopened or for like left open Pepsi cans when he was just a little toddler. He'd go and he'd grab them and fucking slam them down, and he got to the point where he wouldn't drink anything other than than Pepsi. So she would, uh, my mom would have a glass of milk. And then she would just put a splash of Pepsi in there to, to make him think that it was all Pepsi. And then he would drink it. And like one day I drank it after, and it was just like, it blew my mind. It was fucking amazing. What Kosky said it makes it sound better. Yeah. Like I've, yeah, I definitely I mean, have, you know, root beer floats and Coke floats and stuff. Yeah. Right. milk. I don't think I've had that one. Oh, thanks. I wouldn't have, yeah, yeah, I would not have ordered that ever. I like the getting Dr. Mc, vanilla Dr. McGillicuddy's with Coke, yeah, half yeah. and half. That's just good. Like yeah, a that's sweet good. vanilla Coke. Pound them down. Those are not the I drinks that I would recommend to an alien ambassador, I have to be honest. <laughs> Unless I wanted the earth to burn, because I just, I'm like the Joker or something. Uh, no, like milk with Pepsi, that would not be my offering. I'd be like, let's try some of this straight bourbon. Right. Yeah, right. Might be hard. Might so be yeah, hard. it's like a frangy drink. And it's not a lot. Of, not, not a lot of milk. Just a little bit. Just a little. A uh, little shot in there. Just still. I mean, it, it, when you say it like that, it, it does sound fucking disgusting. But then you say, "All right, well, you know, see, I would, I would I'll offer float. an alien ambassador a root beer float before. Well, root beer is polarizing. A Coke float before giving them Coke and milk. Mm. Like that and would be kind of if would, if would I wanted like, like perfect ten, it'd be like a, a scoop of fresh vanilla ice cream in a freshly like a crisp uh, Coke. Uh, you want milkshake too? What, like in, uh, a, in the big old freaking metal thing? Somehow it's just better that way. That's with metal straw. Switch it up yeah. a little yeah. bit, yeah. Switch it up a little bit, Fumi. What, what what strain would you offer a Klingon? Uh, uh, that sounds fucking. Hmm. Romulan. <laughs> no, they would say Romulans can't be trusted. Yeah, uh, GMO. Jingleberry Kush. GMO. Or no, uh, you know what? I would go for anything that tasted like meat. 
Yeah. If I can I find one that tastes like meat. I had that sugar tits and I, I had some seeds of it behind me. I need to uh, plant that one one of these days because I might find some meat ones out of there. I would totally give them something that tastes like, like red meat. Yeah. yeah. I got some of them yeah, like, like, putting out some blood crazy rubber. Like raw red meat? Like a or like cooked like... I would like, assume you know? so, yeah, because the, the Klingons famously loved all like live food if they could get it. Yeah. Potentially be you. They'd be like, yeah, let's roll this motherfucker and let's smoke them. <laughs> I always did wonder if Klingons were like cannibals, but apparently the, under the lore, they're like, no, horrified. No, no, they would never do that. They're like, no, but if you cut a piece off of that person, oh, you do. Mm. Fuck yeah. Long pig. They used to call it long <laughs> pig when they ate humans. That's right. That's my Jesse Ventura impression. Oops, oh, another. No cones. I, I, I would have not have thought that was. Yeah, I like that. My, my impression of Will Sasser doing a. Impression. Star Trek so much, but Star Trek Denver, so much better. Oh, Star, Star Trek is, is it's it's incomparable. I, I don't know how the I don't know how that people can even like compare the two. Star Wars are perpetually a struggle for survival against uh, several different oligarchies that basically can control everybody. The good ones are the Jedi's that apparently everyone hates anyway, even though they're apparently the good ones. But remember, in the Star Wars universe, they're apparently assholes, and everyone fucking hates them, including their friends. Everybody fucking hates them. Uh, the emperor is constantly, there's some new emperor constantly taking over and they're super evil. They burn entire planets to glass. Like the whole plot of the Mandalorian is that like basically just for being strong or whatever, the Mandalorians got the shit kicked out of them and the empire literally turned their planet to glass. That's super fucked up. Whereas in Star Trek, everyone's living their best life. Anyone who gets greedy gets like the fucking long arm of the Federation up their ass. Uh, the bad guys are not stronger than the good guys. It's awesome. Plus they have a little thing yeah. on their fucking shirt they impress and go doof and yeah. tell you know, the whole lesson brain. of the, the Klingons and everyone, these warrior races is they are actually weaker as a result of their divisiveness as, as, as opposed to the uh, unifying federation that thinks together and values open-mindedness and everything else and they always beat the shit out of the and eventually the Klingons even saw that and even the Romulans saw that. That's a four universe, I have to be honest. Okay, man. I'd be an Ewok. Have you ever seen Thumb Wars? I'd be an Ewok. Like Apparently, Ewoks were like sex movie? freaks in the original story. That's what I'm saying. I'd be yeah. an Ewok all together. There you go. Yeah. Have you ever seen Thumb Wars or any like the Bible? They had those two, though. They had movie? the Beta Zedians or whatever. Sorry, Ryan. We keep talking over you. <laughs> have you ever seen Thumb Wars? Uh-uh. It's like Bob Oldenkirk has a series of movies. There's like Thumb. Oh, I've thumb, heard of it, but no. That Thumb. Um, the Blair Thumb, but like Bat Thumb is kind of funny, but fucking Thumb Wars is hilarious. I think it's like thirty minutes worth of watching it. It's free online. You can find it. Is it just like Thumb Thumb Wars? Like it's it's like so. What, what was the Kevin Nealon movie where he had a, a his tongue was a fucking pocked? What? He was like a he was like a white kung fu warrior or some shit. It was a really stupid movie. Yeah, the same animation that made it tongue talk like makes thumbs talk, and then like, it's just a parody. Like they're all wearing like symbols and shit. Hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to see a cantina scene, man? Watch that cantina scene, and you'll fucking split a fucking nut laughing. Hmm. I used to like split a nut. watching uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force on fucking mushrooms. That was pretty fun. Or the first time you see Chewie's face on there. I don't do a good Julie, obviously. It's, it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's not very good. 
That's funny. Dumb wars. I think it's a bum wars. Don't that shit was think funny, that man. I think that Star Wars is not entertaining. It is. Bum fights. Star Wars is entertaining. Lightsabers and shit, that's entertaining. What the fuck? Darth Vader's probably one of the best characters in, in uh, sci-fi and stuff. But even then, it's bleak. Like, Darth Vader is so OP in video game terms, right? For the, for the, for the little people, for the young youngsters, uh, that he fights <laughs> entire armies. They can't even show that shit. Like, the closest they get is at the end of uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. No, uh, the fucker, the one that, it was like the one-off that they did a few years ago with the chick, and then basically they just kind of abandoned that story. Fuck, what was the name of that one? Anyway, the end of the movie. I remember. Cairo Lynn or something like that? No, not that one. The... uh, not the Force Awakens and shit. Oh fuck it! It was on. It was on fucking Adult Swim, wasn't it? Some shit. No, no, no. It was one of the one of the first movies after Lucas sold the thing. Anyway, at the end of the movie, Darth Vader just fucking goes ham because he's trying to get some information. I guess it's all they're always trying to pass information. I don't know why they don't just email it, but they're always trying to pass this information basically somewhere. And he just goes through. He just fucking murders like forty people. But again, that's basically nothing for Darth because he can literally fight entire armies. That's incredibly bleak that there would be a character that just make an entire army just lose gravity and fly into space. Remember Willow? I fucking love Willow, dude. That's my that's yeah, my key right that was there. A long time ago. My, that's my like Stargate SG one. You ever Stargate seen uh, an idiot abroad? Uh, what? Uh, what? An idiot abroad or like the Ricky Gervais show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Ricky Gervais. Carl Pilkington. I don't know why he's coming. Carl, Carl Pilkington, Pil- Carl Pilting- Pilkington would be right up your alley. That's exactly the kind of person that I think would make you laugh endlessly. I I laugh. I've seen every. I've seen every Carl Pilkington. All the yeah. fucking. I ended and- up actually getting a little bit worn out of that. I have to be honest, but yeah, I I laughed like crazy. Like, well, there's one where where he puts Ricky Gervais puts him in uh, War- Warwick or something like that. Like, mm. is, is the guy's name Warwick or something like that? The guy. The midget that played. He plays Willow. He played no. it. He played the one of the two, one of the fucking little bear things or whatever in Star Wars too. I haven't seen it's it. There's a new version of Willow or whatever, and that. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking about like back in the seventies. One okay. of the fucking one of the cute little bear things that got blown up by the whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but in a weird confluence of shit, you are saying thing. Maybe I'm too high or something. I don't think I'm too high. The dude you're Val, talking about, Warwick, from Willow, right? Idiot Abroad. Yeah, I know who you're Warwick talking David, about. He's a little person, and he's a famous yeah, actor David, in England. He's like preternaturally handsome, but he's a little person, right? Uh, he plays Willow, I think yeah. is the fucking word, on the Disney Network right now. Okay, yeah, well, he played well, he played fucking Willow back in the day in the movie. Maybe that's the why. Movie. That makes First sense. First midget Harry right. Potter. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the movie that came out fucking... Or they ate the black root and shit, or whatever the hell that was. Fucking Van Morgan. That was Val Gilman's fucking name. Val Gilman was boss back then, man. Dude, that was like his, was it probably one of those first movies or something, I thought. I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit, I just opened up my dry tent and found a bunch of weed. Holy fuck, how long has this been here for? Fuck me. Score. What the hell? Nice. Wow. That's amazing. Nah. Holy, holy shit, there's like... Okay. Yes, sir. I hate I hate buying weed. I hate it so much. That was my mind. Every time I buy weed, it just it drives me nuts. I hate it so much. Like I'm gonna harvest here 
in, shortly. Oh, and I'm so too. happy about it. If no other reason, I just can't stand buying weed. For so many years now, I've been growing my own weed, and it's such a delightful experience. It just basically sucks like, buying weed, dude. Open up it a jar, and there's weed there. And I'm just, oh, fuck, it's wonderful. And then literally, like, I don't even want to say how much this freaking thing of weed costs, and it's going to be gone by tomorrow. Ridiculous. Stupid. Stupid. Yep. I hate buying weed. Yeah, me too. Everybody needs to grow it. I buy it from my friends. Using Willow in, in 88... He's in Leprechaun. I mean, he can't grow. I'm not, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was Leprechaun. He was the fucking that little little. He used to like rap fucking sayings. He'd be like, oh, da, 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 da. he's in like, Back to the Galaxy. Good shit. Nice. Greeny smoking uh, cherry runs, cereal, milk sauce. But in any case, so like, if you've seen an idiot abroad, it's where they were. Carl Pilkin can get sent around the world to go see all the seven wonders of the world, but he's just a fucking, he can't stand life. So he's, it's, a, it's fun to watch him suffer, but he may, he, and there's like the sequel or there's like a, the second season of that was fucking, he put Warwick Davis in him to, in at like with his travel buddy. And they went to all of these places or other, these other wonders or whatever the hell it was. And uh, hilarity ensued. Wow, it's been months since I've fucking grown and that shit's been in here for that whole fucking time. I'm kind of disappointed myself. Motherfucker. Shit. I mean, take the win. Shit. Carl, yeah, I, I was definitely, definitely going to smoke of, the uh, shit out of this thing. Hell yeah. That Mitchell and Webb look. Have you seen that, Ren? I don't know. Uh, it's a what they do? Uh, oh. David Mitchell and something or other Webb. Uh, the, the, uh, what's that Canadian show that um, the oh, what is it they, it's an acronym they always use um, but it's just filthy raunchy fucking like Saturday Night Live type scenes or bits the whitest kids you know maybe mm. not sure but hey, oh. cheers, guys! I'm gonna go wake up the wife for uh, 4:20. It's uh, it's our anniversary, 14 years, so I'm gonna go uh, smoke a blunt with her. Yeah, man! Cheers, congratulations! The anniversary and stuff. Thanks. Cheers, we'll get it, you, my friend. All right, I'll talk to you guys all later. In a little bit, because we have high noon safety meeting coming up. Uh, Greeny, you know what? A couple friends have offered, but I am uh, I don't know, I'm stubborn that way. I guess I don't know. Should have yeah, honestly traded good. a couple people. Mr. Scott has been offering. I should take him up, honestly, because he's got Lime River Rose. It'd be nice to actually smoke that. It's been interesting, honestly, uh, Greeny. It hasn't all been bad. I mean, I, I can't stand spending money on mediocre weed. But it has been interesting and informative, even though I, when I think about it, how much money I've spent, I could have spent that money on literally anything else. That's another reason that I can't stand buying weed. I'm just like... I could have grown that and spent that money on something else, literally any other any other fucking thing. It just blows my mind that people have to spend money at a weed store instead of growing it. But uh, what was I going to fucking say? Uh, it's been interesting trying all these new strains. Like I wouldn't have been able to, frankly, try. Well, I don't even know. I got still have most of the little packages just so I can kind of remember uh, all the different strains I've tried. Maybe thirty or forty things in the last month or month and a half or something would have been a little bit difficult to get that from all my friends. I mean, maybe not impossible, but still. Anyway. Unfortunately, most of them have been really disappointing, though. So that's that's been the kind of the downside. The upside is I get to try a lot of new stuff. The downside is it's kind of fucking mediocre. 
But at the same time, that's information in, in interesting information as well because it teaches me, oh, I'm stuttering so much, uh, it teaches me that kind of we're right, that the home growth scene is so much more advanced, honestly, in terms of quality than anything you can find at, at even the best dispensaries. And I hate to say it, I hate to be a douche about it, but it's fucking real life, I don't know. As the whitest kids, you know, they, they, did, they did serious things like, like Hitler fucking parodies and mess and that well, they were seen them. They're pretty they were out there they weren't uh they're pretty funny yeah they weren't here didn't they get a huge contract recently but i think the covid kind of put them on hold the production I mean, it's not something that you can something. like that i would watch you know over and over again or anything but some of them are kind of funny or kenny versus spenny have you ever seen that shit that can be funny well, ladies and germs, what do you figure? Is it uh, is it quitting time? Do you think, or should we go a little tiny bit longer? We're doing high noon safety meeting. It's uh, just a few hours, ladies and gentlemen. Not even not even twelve hours, basically. Uh, we don't have a guest today, just because I thought we were going late and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't know. Don't want to fuck up a guest. So we're just pretty much going to chill this high noon, ladies and gentlemen. So, spoiler alert. Also, if you're going to take the day off or something, you're like, oh my God, uh, Mean Gene's coming on. No, not today. Hopefully someday, but not today. Today, well, unless he randomly stops by, that'd be kind of funny. But we're pretty much just going to be chilling. I could see that saltwater cowboy wants to come on and talk your ear off. That'd be fun. I forgot to respond to you. That'd be fun. I don't know him too well. Uh, and I have not read his book. So I'm about the worst interviewer you could possibly imagine. But it would be super fun to talk to him. I've got, I just got an autographed copy. Well, between the two of us, at least one of us knows a little bit about it. It says, to my friend, Ryan. Nice. My dad met no. Charlton Heston one time. I don't think they were friends, though. I've been on the same podcast, or same show as fucking Bud Kilowatt, man. That's true. The one and only. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow I got motivated during this show and did like my hours worth of work. Nice. At least I got that knocked out. Hillbilly. No, I was joking. Hillbilly's like, oh shit. No, I was, I was literally joking. That would be amazing though. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, bud. You've been a really good addition. Thanks for, uh, Come on, didn't ask him again. I realized I just talked over you, Captain 420. That's okay. I'm telling you, I'm enjoying this Acapulco Gold. It does have a tendency to make me talk over people and forget what I was saying. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. And mine's well, good enough with the weather just to say fuck it. <laughs> I I have some Acapulco Gold Cross to believe it or not, runs from a modern epigenics from a few years ago that maybe because of all your comments because I was think I, I'm like thinking of uh, digging into like some things that maybe i forgot about from a couple of years ago one of them was that would be nice. Coco gold that would be nice as fuck. which like seems a little ridiculous but 
Okay. <laughs> Runs is the gift that keeps on giving. It's still solid. I, I don't know. You can laugh all you want, but the flavor is nice. No, I mean, it's massively no. overused. But that that was like her is. line a few years ago was every Runs reversal. So there was like a dozen or no, there was like 18 or different strains crossed into Runs. I grew a bunch of them and they were all killer. Uh. I didn't sprout the Acapulco Gold one yet. I, I, but you talking about it tonight made me think. Yeah, maybe that's the one I should dig out. I'm enjoying it. If if this was cross, basically, like I was saying, I don't I don't know if the lack of flavor of this is representative of grow or of the strain because I honestly don't remember the last time I've smoked Acapulco Gold by itself, if ever. To be perfectly frank, I've smoked it in crosses, but uh, this is comparatively flavorless. If this had runs in it, it would be wonderful. It'd be basically a ten out of ten. Like right now, it's still at like a seven out of ten, just because the high is so nice. Bud's gotta go get one of the big vertical lights and grow it around that. That's right. You can only grow it old school style. Exactly. In fact, you can only grow it with a street light. That's the only way it'll grow. <laughs> but even like it wasn't so public back then. But no, there were people that stuck to their guns for years with the vertical light concept. Right. Some of this was like especially the parabolic mm. and you know, you wouldn't be growing tight buds like we do today. But you could get a lot of coverage. Like you could put up a bank of these parabolics in a giant space and light the whole thing. Mm. But yeah, there were people that still believed that the vertical was I remember at the time, the bulbs weren't designed to be on the side. They were designed to be up and down. But then the other people argued, because when it came to it, they, like he pointed out, it all came from like street lamps and parking was the only other place that really used, you know, was the customer of this type of lighting. Uh, they, had those, they had them in every configuration you can imagine. Sideways, upside down, backwards, you know, so the bulbs could handle it but there was a time that they thought that the bulbs were designed to go up and down I'm trying to remember who it was oh i think it was a friend of uh bubble man's um the dude with the beard perhaps anyway he showed his grow one time. It was this fascinating creature. It was, uh, and it wasn't just one. It was several different chambers, so to speak. And in the middle of it, he would drop not just one light, but I want to say like a string of bare bulb lights, uh, like maybe two or three. Uh, uh, I don't know how he did it. I guess he would just literally House get a new fixture and just run it. What's House that? of the Great Gardener. House of the Great. Maybe it was him. I'm, yeah, not, I'm I, not sure I, it was I, him. Bubble man, Bubble man used to go to his house all the time and show his, show his gardens off. But it was like three-dimensional around those lights, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I think and that's that the, the whole, guy, yeah. yeah, the whole flower, all of the, the plants basically grew up basically around the light. And so you have this kind of well, tesseract I guess of fucking weed or some shit. I don't even know how you describe like it. Much to it, but there was a time when I numerous people I knew did things called side lighting and they would get innovative to like put 600s on the side, the side light, 
right? Uh, even put T5s like on on you know PVC things you'd make to side light. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that must not really been that efficient because side lighting isn't even a thing anymore, right? I've heard people talking about it a little bit. It used to be a thing, like. Like now they're adding UV lights and shit or different right. spectrum. You know what it is now, I think, Ryan, is that there's just so much light in these rooms. You just don't need side light. Like, yeah, what the fuck? In a, in a thousand light room or whatever, there's so much fucking light. You don't need any side light anywhere. Um, and and I don't glowing. remember the, the exact circumstance, but somewhere in the earliest days, like earliest 90s, I was in someone else's grow. I, they showed me their grow. And yeah, it was bare bulb. They were just the cords with the socket hanging in a, in a it was like a basement mm. warehouse thing. Uh, uh, and they were just bare bulbs hanging um, up like in the, in the space with plants underneath it. Yeah. Take back, back then people did like, it, you did what you did, you know? You shook hands with danger. And at some point, uh, there wasn't like, like even uh, Jorge and different people, they were the people that like put information on paper or, or like that. Because other than that, there wasn't like very many places or people that, and even guys that knew what they were talking about or they wouldn't talk like, wasn't like you know it's really people. interesting to me though when 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 you say that but i was thinking about that today or yesterday it doesn't really matter which fucking day because you guys don't know either anyway uh because um whatever i'm getting into a couple new hobbies a couple new interests and as a result of that i'm doing the th same kind of thing that i used to do i'm going on youtube and i'm basically learning about some of these things but a couple of these things i already know a little bit from the past like either i took a guide course or whatever the fuck like with kayaking and stuff so it's been really interesting a lot of the content that i see on youtube is from people objectively doing it wrong they're kind of doing the thing that you want to do they're maybe reviewing a kayak or they're going down a whatever the fuck or whatever the fuck that they're doing but they're basically doing it wrong and i can kind of recognize even as a noob basically just because you know way back when or something someone taught me the right way and so i'm realizing a lot of the stuff that you see online and you know we've heard this many times in the past but it's just kind of i'm viscerally learning it again now a lot of the content you see online that seems to be authoritative is actually basically some bullshit that some people threw together. And until it basically got codified and picked apart and, you know, the whole idea with like peer reviewed science is that literally like peer scientists can pick your work apart and actually attack it and everything until you could actually attack these ideas like flushing and whatever the fuck. It just was so much bro science horseshit. It was just kind of, perpetuating i don't know am i being clear i'm probably not being super clear no, a lot, no, of, the, a lot of the the the, the bro science basically out there is done by people who are getting the job done but not super well i guess that's the but point a lot of what like also was bro science was like people were on the right track like and some of it was not so much bro science it was correct like you know like 
it evolved. Like there was times early on to, yeah, and even when you see like old high times and you see what was like considered, I, there was a long time when indoor bud was inferior to outdoor bud. Period. Huh. Like the first years that. of indoor bud, like and then it changed. But a lot of that, I I don't know the history, but some of it had to do with like better nutrients, better lighting, basic techniques. A lot of times, even though it came through bro science it Wait, would be somebody but i need to from- interrupt you for just a moment there's a thing here that says leeches are exotic pets with unique oh behavior God. and lifestyle who is keeping leeches as pets does that mean also that you feed them with your own blood they get to that on here something about the sometimes there so who's like the pet tech, in tech. the end if the leeches are sucking on your blood are you not their pet perhaps no, you're not even their They're pet. You're their food. blood boy. Yeah, you're the leech's food, basically. That is you don't so weird. You the leech's deer blood. So whose blood do you give uh, them? You give them, like, liver. Okay. Like beef liver and shit. Excuse me, can I borrow I your know. blood? It's for my leeches. Give them the dead leeches, I guess. All right. Okay. But I some of the things I Back remember you, that, that we, like, would be the gross science that we would learn or somebody would tell you were things that came out of agriculture or or floral it wasn't like like you know some of it was just there were some people that were crossovers like today you see a lot of examples of people that are like have botany degrees and phds and all this there were people like that 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 i remember that's where some of like things techniques or things we learned along the way yeah it always seemed to come from that kind of source like somebody that worked in and cultivating something else like like said oh if you do it like this you know it's gonna be better because like even like at the beginning there wasn't even trays like there was no like all this stuff got developed spacing four by four spacing tents everything like realistically in a pretty short period of time a lot of changes like a lot of like stuff that was like was here for a year or two and then that was like bro science like oh no that's not the way to do it this is the way to do it wow you don't have to feed leeches for a year and they keep pooping apparently are they a yeah, how, 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 how many thousand of them would you need to get a, a good amount of? Well, just I, I would. Well, this one right here says a hundred leeches in a ten-liter bucket will will have be ready in three days. So ten liters, but, but I mean, I'm I'm doing considerably more than that. I mean, I probably I probably picked up a hundred. I mean, probably 40, 50 leeches on each one each scoop that I took with that fucking strainer thing. And I mean, I, I could probably get fucking, there's probably 5,000, at least 5,000 leeches in that fucking, oh, it's like 12 feet long and four feet I'm wide. Amazed four you feet guys have long. that many leeches. I wouldn't have assumed, I don't know what I assumed from the leech situation. Where's well, all the fucking, where's all the, like, where's all the meat they're eating? Where do they come from? It's, uh, nature. I don't know, fucking, 
there's lakes. It's, I mean, everywhere. It's a flood right plain. It's a flood plain, and then as the year goes on, it dries out. But there's like schools of so leeches, like there are schools of sardines in the ocean or some shit. There's there's well, probably little forty or fifty of water, and they go towards that. Because when I was picking picking the leeches, or spraying the leeches out, um, I can't be the only person weirded out by this situation. I kept catching all these little painted turtles and little snapper turtles and shit too. Look for the Asian mudfish. No, they there's a lot. There's a lot of synonym for your mom. No, they, they live in a lot of tadpoles too. <laughs> and I'm I'm assuming that the tadpoles get eaten by the leeches. And there's a whole lot of uh snails too that like that like float around in the water and like fucking propel themselves and shit. Oh. Like with little propeller hats. They're like little fucking uh like that's a, that's what I imagine. Got to be a type little of macaroni or something. Little, little colorful propeller hats. They look kind of like little dunce hats. Mm-hmm. Like like curly key yeah, ones. That's the leeches. Like the leeches wear the dunce hats for some reason. And I'm I think some of the leeches might jack the fucking I don't know if they control the fucking they have the ability to power them fucking snail shells I don't know within them. I got take out the microphone. shit right here. I don't even know. Actually, you record them up close and see what the hell's what. But I know there's fucking a lot of crazy shit flopping around in there when you pull it up. And then there's like all these wicked water spiders too that just look like fucking like they could kill you. They freak me out. Every time I see one, man, I fucking if I lift something, a piece of cardboard up or something, one of the little guys is in there. I ain't fucking green fingers, man. I can't handle that shit. I get scared. Yeah, I don't. I don't know nearly enough about leeches. It looks like my leech information is lacking. I think I'm gonna leave it like that, though. I don't know if I want to know that much about leeches. Hey, man, no. if I can throw a bunch of them in a fucking and get le- yeah, it, it seems pretty. Uh, you know the? Do you remember the movie uh, Snatch? Uh, no, I, with uh, Brad Pitt and so on. Beware! No, yeah, actually. Uh, oh fuck! I remember the scenes from Stand by Me. That's, that's the one it. where Brad Pitt is the bare knuckle boxer. Is that the one I'm thinking of? I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Snatch. No, that one's fucking Fight Club. Or no, 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 no. That's Edward Norton. Oh, he is in that one too. Actually, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But he's Edward Norton's alter ego or some shit. I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the rapper? Oh, Taking off, Flora. I think we're going to bounce yeah. in a sec, too. Hey, Flora. So yeah, man. Later, Peace. Uh, what was that, Ren? You ever heard of the rapper Ren? R-E-N? I don't think so. He's this, he's this, this British bloke who fucking... Uh, I, I guess he got Lyme disease, and he like he started going crazy. Like He would, like, would have fucking mental breaks and shit. Like At one point, he was fucking... Stripped naked and was like flailing in the middle of a fucking uh, intersection in public or something like that. But like, he 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 wrote he wrote songs about his fucking about his delusions that he was having and shit. Kind of crazy. Like I, I've, I've heard his, you like Dags. I've heard his music a couple of times, but I ne- but it, like I just watched an interview with him today, and it was kind of kind of a trip. Like he had to self-diagnose himself basically with fucking. Like lie to get to go to the doctors to see what was going on with him. 
So when I hear self-diagnose, I usually don't take a lot of credit in that. I have to be honest. Well, it was. It's an interesting story. I have met I dipshit know. doctors. Don't get me wrong. I have met some absolute dipshit doctors. Uh, I think there's, there's, but there's I also a song have called met Rand. nice doctors. So that's pretty crazy. Where you just I've like, met dipshit doctors too. That, that definitely does happen. He, uh, yeah, alter ego. I have. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. Yeah. I don't want to get into the details. But anyway, uh, I think we're going to bounce. Uh, so I was thinking of the scene where the guy says, beware of a man, and the, the guy saying it knows better. I can't do his accent. But beware of a man that uh, has a pig farm. Uh, and he gets into the details of why. I won't spoil it for you. It is a 20-year-old movie or something, but uh, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it before. That scene alone is worth the price of admission. So beware of a man that owns a pig farm. I was thinking, beware of a man that has 5,000 leeches. I was honestly thinking to myself. Like, if you put that on your Tinder profile, I don't think that would be a successful swipe for you. A winner? Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, chick out there who digs leeches. Competitively breed Literally leeches. even, probably. I train Do you like to suck? leech <laughs> gymnastic. Oh, I can sell them to all the fishermen, too, if I want. Something. When they get bigger. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably legal. But I ain't going to sell them. I'm just going to gather their poop. That's it. Yeah, put that poop. in your profile. You could say, I have several thousand competition leeches uh, whose poop I get. Yeah, if you guys want some leech water, you just let me know. The ladies will flock to you. Go away, your vermicompost. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> World's largest compost of leeches. That's it. That's it. That will, they will flock to that. I, I can't, I, I, yeah. I'm going to have to do some side-by-sides, though. What do you do? You I sell really shit. I was going to say you beat them off with a stick, <laughs> but you don't want to abuse people. So, I don't know. You're going to have to have security guards keep them away or something. I don't know. It's going to be a flock of women. That's what it's going to be. Uh, it would really cool, though, if you had a whole body full of leeches. Leech lips Linda. There we go. Red pills. <laughs> Boys and girls, we're going to freaking uh, cut it short, I think, before the uh, next 420 even. Atomic Spoon is saying, no, probably sleeping right now. But anyway, ladies and germs, I think we're going to start bouncing here. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, who's the first? I'll go first. Uh, go for it, Ryan. I'm going to name all my leeches Lurch. Nice. It's easy Later. that way. It's kind of like George Foreman. All his kids are George. Simple. Yeah. Nice one. Go for it, uh, Captain. Do it. Thanks, Fiumi, for Welcome. another great show. Welcome. Look forward to the next one. Cheers. Christopher, always nice to see you. But, as always, everybody out in chat, enjoy your night. Yeah, we'll see you on down yeah, the road. Peace out. Et enfin, Christophe, nous quittons, mon ami. Oh, pas de son. He's saying, Je désolé, Fibidor. Pas de son, mon ami. Cheers, Fibidor. Good to see you. There we go. Si, ça y est. A little bit loud, but that's okay. A bientôt, Christophe. Tu m'en attends. Oui. Oh, and now we don't. He's giving us the secrets for where the gold is buried. Pas de son, Christophe. Pas de problème. Pas de problème. À matin, mon ami. Cheers, buddy.
m'entends toujours pas. Ok. Ouais, ouais. Vois, ouais. À, à matin. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, my friends. Bye bye. Cheers. Welcome. Yes. Alrighty. Ah, je suis désolé. Oh, pas de problème, Christophe. Pas de problème. Euh... Ah, désolé, désolé. No worries. Uh, it's a little frustrating because he's also in a delay. So then he's like, oh, no worries. And then he's like, well, sorry, sorry, like 10 seconds later. That's okay. It's not his fault. Ladies and germs, thanks very much for hanging. Uh, Greeny Houdini making it uh, civilized here. Thank you, Greeny, for stopping by. Good to see you. Pip Jam MBF, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, welcome, uh, everybody, for... No, wait, welcome. What the fuck? Thank you, everybody, for I can't speak. I'm serious. I need to grow that Acapulco gold. Anybody that has a cut of Acapulco gold, please let me know. I would really, really enjoy growing it and smoking it. Uh, and hopefully breeding with it. I hope that goes without saying. I've had that problem before with a couple people, so I'm going to make that clear from now on. By the way, if you give me something, I'm going to be fucking working with it if I like it. Just so we know. So fucking weird. Anyway, people, show, people are so weird about their shit. The security of people's shit is too hot. No, I don't even know. That's not that. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, ladies and germs, uh, thanks very much for hanging. Thank you, Stony Creek. Thank you, uh, uh, as always, Ryan Korkowski. Saying, uh, you know what? Believe it or not, a lot of lizards, although tur are turtles lizards? Turtles are lizards, I think. Uh, a lot of lizards have uh, cooties, I guess you could say. He's saying that they have salmonella. But I think they say also iguanas and so on have, uh, shit, also salmonella, but another one that I'm forgetting too. I don't remember. You're supposed to wash your hands after you touch a lizard. Lizards are fucking dirty that way, I guess. Weird. They're just carriers. Uh, how interesting. Uh, Atomic Spoon, so you phrased them in such a way that it could be that they eat Ryan. Ryan is their natural food. Run, Ryan. Run while you can. Uh, everyone, don't don't tell the lizards where he is. Uh, uh, we need him back on the show again. Run, Ryan, you won't be safe until until they're fed. Uh, but uh, I kid, I kid, uh, of course. But um, fuck, are we talking about lizards for? Thank you, Acapulco Gold, for this and many other silly diversions. It's good shit, honestly. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I have no idea what he's doing with the leeches, Stoney. He tried to explain it to us. I almost don't want to know. I kind of don't want to remember any of that, to be per perfectly frank. Uh, but we'll we'll just uh, uh, move on. It's you know, he, like I say, he didn't talk about poop. So for, for for once, that's that's pretty good. We'll call that progress. Kundalini psychosis. psychosis. I'm not sure if you're a new or existing. Uh, 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 chatter but anyway welcome or cheers again or whatever whatever we can say uh perhaps you change your name uh welcome everyone else uh, i think ned denver I, th I think i forgot to say your name earlier steel beams in the house cheers buddy ghetto hippie as always good to see you uh who else in here hillbilly herb good to see you uh, saying rock and roller was a good one too uh, it certainly was i really like uh guy the fuck's his name uh, can't think of any shit right now he was married to madonna can you believe that the hell i mean tell me you wouldn't you know honestly nathaniel chambers good to see you, my friend like i said uh keep an eye out for the post i think you shall be pleased by the uh the uh the, the bounty that, that uh, cometh your way i think you'll be a little bit surprised hopefully hopefully ladies and germs uh there was a delay on some of the packages but uh, hopefully i made up for it with uh uh hopefully hopefully made up for it. i'll just leave it at that 
As always, of course, ladies and germs, everything is guaranteed. If you guys are in any way dissatisfied, please let me know, and I will be happy to uh, at least make my best effort to uh, uh, rectify the situation. Can't promise happiness. That would be amazing if I could. Wouldn't that be fucking spectacular? Fumador, we promise happiness. Holy shit, that would be that would be something. All of a sudden, he calls from fucking India and Bangladesh and says, hello, sir. Anyway, that would be great. I will try my best to assure your happiness. I guess that's what I could try to do. I will do my absolute utmost, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure that you are satisfied with your purchase. I hope you will be pleased. If you are not, please let me know. I am still struggling with my email situation, so please, if you have emailed me and not gotten a response, there is a chance. I keep trying. I keep accidentally sending it back, basically, at fumador at chronictable.com. That's the problem right now. Uh, uh, owned email addresses. Uh, so, for example, douchebag.com. Your mama at douchebag.com, they would have the same problem as I do. They probably do. Uh, everything that passes through Gmail or Gmail services or servers or Google service servers is being uh, checked for spoofing. Basically, it's anti-spoofing provisions, whatever. Good. That's a good thing. Uh, way less junk mail, way less garbage, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, that means that websites like mine that have their own email address, chronictable.com, are fucked up to the donkey's ass. And every single time I try to respond to you guys, I get a mailer daemon, well, it's fucking cannot be delivered, da, da, da. So I keep trying to send it back to you guys. Please check your spam folders if you guys have emailed me something, uh, uh, and I do try to respond. Uh, Chronic table at protonmail.com. A couple other ones I have. That's probably the main one. Uh, check those, please. Uh, because uh, sometimes the one uh, fumador at chronictable.com does not go through. I know, I know. I need to fix it. It's just very complicated and it's, it, oh my God, it's such an annoying thing. I will probably have to honestly hire someone to fix this problem. It's that annoying. That's very frustrating, frustrating to realize. But at some point, I will have to fix it because I cannot go on forever. And it's been going on for a couple, three months. All right. We'll figure it out, hopefully. If anyone knows how to fix this problem in a more expeditious way than I have, please let me know. I would be happy to send you some seeds. That would be one of the easiest things that I have done on any given day would be to send you a rich bounty of seeds. You can fucking make your requests if you can fix that problem for me. Or at least make it so that it is simple for me to fix that problem. Proton has a tutorial, but it's fucking opaque as balls. Seriously. Oh. I have to get to it. Ladies and germs, uh, go take a look at my website. I did not do a commercial for it earlier, but I presume that most of you have uh, seen the website before. If you have not, please go take a look at fumidoro.com. There are a number of... Uh, uh, I keep trying to say breeding lines. I have not said it one single time during this show, but I'll say it at least that one time. Breeding lines, that's two. Uh, instead of strains uh, available, for example, uh, gaffer tape, ladies and gentlemen, that's GG4, the Josie Wales cut, of course, not just some random GG4 I found on the street. GG4 crossed to Coot Special. That's a Kerala, uh, uh, Highland Thai Kerala that I got from Coot uh, from his hands. I 
wish it could have been a little bit more of a happy announcement, but ladies and gentlemen, he's one of those people that keeps his genetics very close to the vest, it seems. Uh, but regardless, it is what it is. Uh, and then, of course, I crossed also Grape Pie to that same male. I uh, called it Surf Grape. That's some exceptional stuff right there. Very, very flavorful. That's That Grape Pie, rather, has an amazing high, very much like this Acapulco Gold, actually. Very goofy, surreal. I really, really like it. It's very good daytime, happy weed, just ah, blissful, blissful weed. Uh, grapey lemon on that on that progeny. Oh, it's going to be some good stuff. Uh, of course, my black Soma Morgana promises to be wonderful. Ladies and germs, take a look at that one. Uh, I wish I'd been a little bit faster on the seeds on that one. I could have grown that one this year, but it's not going to work out on that one. Hopefully, we'll get one of the other crosses. But gosh, I really was looking forward to that uh, Black Soma Morgana. Anyway, I think you guys will enjoy it if you guys grow it, indoor, outdoor. High yield on that mom, super high yield. One of my absolute favorite Morganas. One of the two Morganas I've kept all this time. Uh, definitely one of the cherry Morganas. She is more of a smoky, gassy cherry uh, and uh, uh, a little bit more colorful than the sour Morgana. Very interesting to report. Uh, almost no color from the Sour Morganas, from the strain Sour Morgana that's on my website. I was about to uh, report on that one here in a second. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, that the Black Soma Morgana will have more color because that mom has quite a bit more color. Still very much a green phenotype, but has... Uh, autumn colors and leaves and stuff and has this very interesting tra uh, trait that probably in cold weather applies to but i haven't had a chance to test it but definitely if you let her go long enough specifically like 12 weeks i know that that sounds ridiculous but if you do let her go like 12 weeks she turns fucking purple like just violently purple crazy 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 pants it's happened a couple times already really really weird i, I was is this is the fucking same plant labels the same blah 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 sure enough yeah but you do have to let her go for a while. Again, I kind of assume that uh, cold weather will affect her the same. But uh, of course, one never knows until you test her. I can do. I can tell her. Tell you the. I can tell you for sure that she's lovely. Has wonderful uh, looks. Uh, I'm not going to show you right now. Great high, great flavor, uh, and then of course. Uh, if you don't want those 70-day crosses, because those are all basically what I mentioned, those uh, Highland Tide Kerala crosses, those Coot Special crosses, those are 70-day crosses. You should expect some of them are probably 68 days, some of them are probably 72 days, but really in the neighborhood of 70 days because the whole Coot Special line, it was not a 150-day, whatever the shit. It was very much actually a nice hybrid, actually, uh, of that Highland Tide and that Kerala, because sometimes those Highland Ties can get really long in the tooth. Evidently, the Kerala really uh, lowered the uh, uh, flowering time because, honestly, it was done in 70 days. I, I actually overdid it. If you go and look at the website and look at the Coot Special pictures and stuff, really, honestly, it's overblown, kind of. Most of you guys that grow would be like, fuck, funeral, you let that go a little too long. Yes, I did. Absolutely, I did. And that was basically, whatever, a week later. What was it? Like week 11, week 12? Whatever the fuck it is on calendars. doesn't fucking matter. 70 days, and they're done. That's all you have to know. You don't have to know more than that. If you would like to grow something shorter than that, I can't blame you. I mean, everyone grows in different places and for different reasons. Uh, although I really would not snooze on some of those crosses. They're lovely highs, and it, it's just another week. Honestly, most of us take stuff to like nine weeks anyway. 
What's one more week? Seriously, what's one more week? It's really nothing. Uh, but if you do want shorter harvesting, even some that are shorter than 60 days, take a look at Sour Morgana. Take a look at Morgana V2. Morgana V2 will promise a lot more color in your life. You'll get a lot more color on that one. Beautiful leaf structure. They're stunning plants. People are always absolutely delighted to grow them. They're always sending me pictures, even of the veg plants. I I, I don't mean to brag by this, but I know I know the feeling, because I've had this feeling for years growing Morgana. You feel like you're cheating. And then basically the people uh, that grow Morgana, they're just like, look at these fucking plants. Look. Yeah, if you want to grow beautiful plants, what can I tell you? Morgana is stunning. It's just, she really is lo lovely. And so far, all the versions of Morgana have been stunning. So you guys are going to see some more uh, versions in the future. I have a lot more plants for her in the future. Uh, in the meantime, though, I'm perfectly happy to have a lovely strain that people like. That's that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? That's not something that keeps me up at night. Like, oh, shit, I got things that people like. Oh, my God. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for sending me those pictures. Just got some beautiful pictures of uh, Morgana V2 from what uh, Crime War Grows and Dabby, I think, just proposed. Uh, okay, I'm getting them wrong now because I guess Acapulco is still messing with me. Anyway. Thank you very much for the pictures. Keep sending my friends. Uh, but if you guys would like to grow something colorful and uh, on the more compact side, honestly, Morgana V2 is quite a bit less stretchy, it seems like, than Morgana V1, which is a good thing because Morgana V1 was a little on the stretchier side. Uh, she made up for it in nice yield, so people never complained. But it's a little annoying, you know, when all the other plants basically are yay high and then Morgana is so much fucking bigger. You know, so Morgana V2 is a little bit more compact, but still, of course, with that high yield. So that's lovely. Should be a little bit more PM resistant. So that was one of the issues with Morgana V1. Uh, 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 well, different people had different problems in different places. Anyway, Black Prince Ruby basically has a lot more of the resistance built in. So it should be a lot better. We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. It's constantly a process of weaving strength into these lines. At least that's my process. I do hope to honestly get into the marker-assisted breeding one of these days. Goodness gracious, wouldn't that be lovely? Anyway, who knows what the future holds for us, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, I do this in an artisanal process. I hope you guys appreciate that. And if you do, uh, well, I, I think you'll be rewarded with nice plants. Uh, I certainly, when I buy things and enjoy things. I like artisanal things most of the time. So ladies and gentlemen, I think you guys uh, do too. I think that's why you're watching the show. But in the, anyway, what am I trying to say? Sour Morgana, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get some delightful colors off of that. I'm sorry, delightful flavors off of that one. Uh, don't have the flavors available to smoke yet. So uh, it'll be a little bit, put a pin in that, ladies and gentlemen. But the, the colors, I was surprised. Actually, I was assuming that there would be a little bit more color from the Black Prince Ruby father. That They tend to, the Black Prince Rubies in general tend to pass on some predictable characteristics the ruby jacks in general that's basically black prince ruby is kind of a ruby jack f3 basically it passes on at this point very predictable characteristics especially on that side it's the kind of strawberry jam uh berry elements and on the thousand one nights it's more that horseradish grapefruit sort of acrid not acrid but sour kind of uh acidity basically anyway uh the fuck was i trying to say that uh i lost my train of thought damn it motherfucker Oh, that the colors would be more predominant, basically, in Sour Morgana. Granted, well, no, it's not actually that warm. It's warmer. It's definitely not warm. Yeah, I should totally see color. So, not a lot of color. Interesting. 
So anyway, uh, we've talked about it before. I kind of had a hunch at one time, and I was like, oh, I wonder why he even, even said that. But I guess I was right. I had a hunch that Sour Morgana would not have a lot of color to her. The mom definitely doesn't. She's a green phenotype of Morgana. You know, Morgana is this sort of predominantly colorful uh, uh, strain. A lot of people report these very colorful, even uh, if not the bud meat being purple or something, at least really nice fall leaf colors in the leaves. Well, the Sour Morgana has nice fall color in the leaves, but it's very much green bud meat, super green bud meat, never turns purple. Sure enough, the Sour Morgana doesn't really turn purple. Wouldn't you know it? Anyway. Real frosty, though, ladies and gentlemen. I hope to show you quite a bit more in the future, and I'm really looking forward to smoking it because up until now, the Sour Morgana is the one thing that I could not keep fucking jars of because I would smoke it and just grin ear to ear. I loved it so much. Hopefully, I will have enough for a little bit at least. Knock on wood, I might be able to grow some outdoors. Fuck off. If I could have a few pounds of that at the end of the year, mwah, that would be wonderful. I'm keeping it for me, motherfucker. I don't even care about you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you can't get drugs from this show. If you thought, oh my God, I'm going to get someone we're going to from Fumador, you're not going to get any of that. I'm going to smoke all of it, and you're not going to even fucking have a bit. I'm going to smoke it, and I'm going to laugh. I'm going to blow the smoke at you and say, this is so yummy. You should fucking taste it. You're not going to, though, because you can't get drugs from this show. I would like to reiterate, ladies and gentlemen, just like I said at the beginning of the show, it's not a good segue. This is this is high-quality television right here, right, ladies and gentlemen. I have a whole production team right, be, right next to me telling me what to do. Uh, pro teleprompters right here basically commanding me what to do. The whole makeup team, everything, you know. I, got, I don't actually have a chair. I have people holding me up, and they're they're tired from the effort of holding me. That's why it's squeaky. It's like, fucking Fubidars, just end the show already. Obviously, I'm basically a fucked heart at this point uh thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for putting up with this show thank you very much for enjoying the show hopefully if you do uh, hit the thumbs up button if you hate the show hit the thumbs down button twice and then go fuck yourself uh, but in the meantime ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for enjoying the show uh thank you for watching why do i keep saying enjoy that thank you for enjoying the show i'm trying to incept you Thank you for watching the show. I hope you enjoyed the show. Is what I'm trying to say. Do take a look. Do take a look at the. Do take a look. Jews, please take a look. Do take a look at the uh, Fumador website, ladies and gentlemen. The Fumador website. Talk weird and low. Use the coupon code Brains, ladies and gentlemen, for 14 percent off. I really enjoyed this weed. This is good shit. Honestly, this Acapulco Gold is my stuff right here. Uh, I would like to cross this uh, uh, any number of different times. I would like to do inappropriate things to that Acapulco Gold, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, but in the meantime, uh, to get the seeds from, what, what do you think I'm trying to say? But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, uh, save a little bit of cash. Use coupon code for uh, coupon code fourteen percent off. Use coupon code brains for fourteen percent off. I'm, I swear to you, I don't watch these shows anymore because I I I, I'm, I assume I make no sense at the end of these shows. Oh my! Anyway. Uh, Join us tomorrow, ladies and germs. We will not have a, an official guest. I mean, you never know. Maybe the aliens will stop by for all that we know. Who knows? Very, very interesting times. They say, ancient Chinese proverb, may you live in, in, in may you live in interesting times. And it's apparently actually a curse. Anyway, ladies and germs, uh, we'll see each other tomorrow in some capacity. We'll be having uh, fun at High Noon Safety Meeting, ladies and gentlemen. That's the new show. It's actually on a different channel. If you guys are confused, you're like, wait a second. I don't know what you're talking about, Fumidor. 
I know, I know, I know. Very confusing. Please go check out Fumidoro, ladies and gentlemen. That's the other channel. That's channel two. Uh, I think I am going to be having a couple different channels. So here in the next few weeks or so, I'm going to create a couple more channels and uh, honestly try to populate them because there's just there's it's just so much fuckery. It's really crazy with this stuff. It's it's really it's a little bit sad. It's a little bit demoralizing when I think about it. But at the same time, it just it is what it is. I don't know how many times people have dealt with far greater problems in life there's it's, uh, today the today or yesterday the russians blew up an entire dam on the biggest river in ukraine people don't mention that in the the stories because it's you know across the world it's a lot of geography and stuff but it's a it's a huge ecological disaster uh, an entire zoo of animals drowned just an entire if you like animals you're just like those poor animals, like just every single one of them just fucking drowned because the Russians are, just, I don't even know. I don't even know. Such a rich history and culture. And at this point, they behave like the Mongol hordes they used to make fun of. It's so, so, so sad and so disheartening and everything else. And so you you put that in, in terms of like, oh, some people are mad, to, mad at my YouTube channel. Fuck off. Are you serious with that shit? So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, one should always remember things can significantly be worse. The things that we're talking about really are insignificant. Even all this stuff is fucking nonsense, the weed and everything else. As, as important as it is, and I think it is important, it pales in comparison to life and death. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's why I always say at the beginning of the show, please follow your local rules. Please mind your P's and Q's. I don't want people to go to jail for something like this for pretty flowers it's it's such an innocuous thing when you grow weed and smoke it one of the reasons why uh, uh weed smokers are so perpetually ironically why it is kind of a gateway drug is that people end up seeing that the government has lied to them all this time and it's because of the the weed is so innocuous even when you do get really high the first few times you don't really get that high when you smoke it a lot right that's kind of one of the problems with weed right but uh um when you first, even when you first get super high, it's still underwhelming. Even if you get fucking lit, it's, you're like, really? This is, this is, this was illegal? And then that leads you to assume that, you know, you're being lied to. And it, I mean, the logic is sound. It's not actually correct, but you know, it is, it is, it's sound logic. All right. At this point, I'm probably babbling about nothing at this point. Seriously. We can leave out. I don't even know what I was talking about. All right. Ladies and germs, uh, this is the time where I'm just freaking babbling in endless circles of recursive nonsensicality. Oh, I was talking about the importance of stuff. So I was actually making some sense halfway. Kind of. Dialing it back. I will start some new channels, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully you will join me. Uh, Fumidoro is channel two, ladies and gentlemen. It's not because I'm a narcissist, I, I hope. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't seem to show too many signs of it. <clears throat> but, uh, ladies and germs, it really is just basically because of the problems that I've had. We'll just leave it at that uh, with YouTube. Some folks don't like the channel. I guess that can't be helped. Uh, uh, Fang uh, over at Gage Green uh, and gen Genetic Designer had a actually very sage words, frankly, and, and uh, sometimes simplicity is uh, wisdom. He said, you will always have detractors. And that's just 
the reality of it. You've heard that since you were a child, probably. I've certainly heard that since I was a kid in one way or another. I didn't hear it in quite such a sophisticated manner. But yeah, you'll always have people who don't like you. You'll always have people who like you. I mean, maybe not if, if you don't behave well. But there will always, no matter what, that's unfortunately, you know, they say that there's nothing guaranteed in life but death and taxes. That's not really true. There's a lot of other stuff that's guaranteed. Fucking meteor strikes and whatever else. But also, some people will dislike you. That's just guaranteed. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, no matter how you behave, some people will dislike you. And that's fine too. They have a right to do that. They have a right to dislike you and they have a right to like other people. Whatever, you know? It's a free country, hopefully. Grow up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying this out loud, but I, sometimes it's worth internalizing or externalizing or reminding oneself something that I was thinking about recently. Yeah. So, basically, because of that, we will try to come up with new ideas, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it, it is frustrating to me. It is a little bit uh, annoying to me. I must be honest. I must be frank. I try not to lie on this show. If you guys don't know me very well, I, I very much try to live by, you know, the truth, basically. But whatever, that's kind of off camera. But uh, 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 it is annoying to me when I get a guest like Jorge and, and we have a nice hour-long chat with him and I do not get one single new subscriber, probably didn't get one single new viewer. Fuck off, really? But, you know, it is what it is. So we must adapt and overcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, I, I'm using fucking... No, 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 let's not use fucking... Let's not use like... Let's not co-opt people's language, ladies and gentlemen. But we will, we will adapt, ladies and gentlemen. We will adapt. We will not freaking use language of like i don't even know fighting for the freedom of okay now i really am just talking shit we're just going to come up with new ideas my friends we're going to try to uh get some new audience members that that would be really helpful if the audience grew a little bit we're going to try to uh basically uh come up with better content that's all there is so folks if you have ideas if you have requests if you have uh, even complaints if you have uh, criticisms preferably positive criticisms uh, i'd be happy to hear them fumador at chronictable.com i hope one of these day days to be able to fix the email so that i can send uh from fumador at chronictable.com and you all get it some of you get it but some of you don't get it uh, again anyone that has like gmail or whatever unfortunately i have to check the email now and uh send it from chronic table at protonmail.com whatever adios Gomez and Gromez uh, thanks very much for hanging be kind be decent be gentle my friends uh, J5 good to see you my friend didn't chat yet earlier Green Fingers also good to see you buddy uh, anyone that I did not shout out uh, also Lurkers uh, D is always kind enough to say uh, uh, Lurkers I sometimes forget to remind or forget to remember to oh my whatever Sometimes do not shout out the lurkers. Thank you, my friends, for watching, whoever you are. Uh, hopefully not the hate watchers. Kind of fuck you guys, honestly. But the people who enjoy the show, thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, do tell your friends. Isn't that ridiculous the way this, it looks like a black penis, basically, this microphone. Isn't it so strange? Like when it goes out, that's funnier than when you can see the foam. Because that makes more sense. Because you're like, oh, it's a microphone. But then when it's just like this weird appendage you're like what is going on anyway that's the microphone ladies and gentlemen i can't make it to the next 20 ladies and germs we're gonna freaking bounce thanks very much for hanging my friends uh later gators and taters and uh 
need to find more things that rhyme. I'm not Eminem, that's for sure. I said to be kind, be decent shit. Yes, I did. Pop something wonderful, my friends. We're going to be here in uh, right around 10 hours, actually, for high noon safety meeting. Later, my friends, uh, put some mayonnaise on those taters and uh, put them in the mouth. Adios. Mm-hmm.